Hello and welcome to another episode of Toilet Wine. Now, Dylan is not here, as you can clearly see. Unlike last time, he's not in a witch trial. He survived. I don't know if he floated. He made it out. I don't know if he floated properly or bobbed an apple. I, I don't know. But he didn't. He neglected to tell us that. But he made it out. Now he is on a perilous quest. He is backpacking across the city of Worcester. I know what you're thinking. That probably shouldn't take too long. But uh, but I mean, one of the stipulations is he has to stop at every single bar he sees and have a pint of Guinness before he goes on. So uh, we hope he. Fin- what you call it pilgrimage? We hope he finishes his pilgrimage and can join us back on here soon. But until then. We're drinking fruit juice out of toilets. That's absolutely right. You motherfucker! So, Joe, what are we talking about today? Well, today, I, um, I'm feeling like the man is, is pushing down on me. He's oppressing me, man. I want to spread my wings out a little bit here and uh, sing the sweet songs of rebellion. Uh, today, we're talking about the history of rebellious music. And uh, it's... You know, it goes back farther than you think, and probably to the dawn of time. Unfortunately, we don't have the tracks from uh, the BC era, but we're going to talk about today different songs and different artists in history who use their art to uh, make a rallying cry and push back against the powers that be, which I think is a really cool topic. Yeah, I I really do think it's one of those things where from the second someone made a song, they were advanced enough, they already had complaints. Like, well, let's, let's... I'm going to sing about that. I'm not going to sing about how much I love almost dying to kill an animal. I'm going to sing about how much I hate having to do that. You're like, agriculture, (laughs) agriculture, we love you so much. I mean, Yeah, no, I think that it is as old as, you know, voicing your opinion. There's only so many songs people write about anyways. Number one, love. Number two, you know, being hurt. And number three is like fucking pushing back, man, against the man. And number four, probably um, drugs. Dabo D, Dabo die. <laughs> well, see, but yeah, number four is party. Every not a lot of songs are about how someone has a blue Corvette with blue windows, but uh, but everything is no. blue for him, and that's cool for him and himself and everybody around him. But he ain't got no one to listen to, so yeah. maybe we could send him this some rebellious be, uh, songs. Interesting. It's also be interesting how many times we get copyright strike this episode, which is why, unfortunately, I can't play it while we're talking about it, because that'll guarantee that we can't put it in. Yeah. But I'll try to pepper them in little moments of it, and I would also encourage our, our listeners and viewers, if you hadn't heard of these songs before, you, you've probably heard most of them, so we don't have to re- refresh yeah. you on them. But um, look them up when we hear them. Give them a listen. Can't even if, even if you already know them, and you have a second device, listen to it yeah, as the podcast is going on. Or pause it and listen sure. to the song. Yeah. Put the podcast off. Just listen to the song. It's got to be better than the podcast. Then don't turn That's it back sure. on and keep listening. These are certified to, bangers. <laughs> keep listening to uh, <laughs> to Rebellion Music Greatest Hits and don't turn our podcast on ever again. Yeah. Nothing like listening to a corporation's playlist of what they think you should be fighting the power with. Yeah, their version of Fight the Power is the, the cat on the internet going, Fight the Power! <laughs> keep subscribing. Keep subscribing. <laughs> Don't forget to click that bell. <laughs> Notifications or I won't get paid. Sign up to the Patreon. We're going to fight the power by paying the banks. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good at all. It's not good. And the very fact that we're even doing this on uh, YouTube is us 
you know we're, we're part of the yeah you're right we should uh, we should just hang out together write everything down and draw stuff to go with it make our own zine print it out self go to a library to make all the copies and then self-distribute make own, making copies of a zine <laughs> you know rob schneider You've, you've often said Rob Schneider is your spirit animal, which I've pushed back on, but it's hard to say. Well, when you come that's because the like animal that. is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider is a spirit animal. Ready, PG-13. But he's going to find out. too much ayahuasca, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine is, is poison. Ha! <laughs> 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 We're funny. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I was, was thinking we stuff. should do it in um, in chronological. chronological order. Yeah, it's only logical if we do it chronologically. You know. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start out with this. I think uh, I think the way we're mostly going to do it today is we're just going to go through a list of popular rebellion songs. Maybe some of them you didn't even yeah, realize were rebellion we songs. Just do the classic. Just bounce back and forth. We're, and we're, we're just talking about. Have we're gonna have a Venn diagram where we meet in the middle, but I think we just we just keep doing um, one at a time. We'll so just as about we it. start, right. let me just ask you the the oldest one you have on your list. Do you know what year it came out? I don't, but it was around the seventeen late seventeen hundreds. I'd have to imagine. Okay, I think we have the same songs, and I have the year written down for it. So you say what it is. I think we have the same one on. I here. don't have any of the years on my. Okay, I, I, I do. Only put them in. I only put them in chronological order by memory. Because I knew the first one wouldn't be, uh, you know. This will be fun. This will be fun. Because if your list is as similar to mine as I think, we can also check to see how uh, good you are at guessing at which songs came first. I like it. I like that a lot. Let's do that. Right, so what do you have down for the, the oldest Rebellion song? Well, I did focus on the United States of America because that's the culture I grew up in. And so I, I'm completely myopic in this sense. I all the songs that I have on the list were not maybe not released in America, but were popular enough in America that our culture had heard of them. So I don't know all the songs that could have been rebellion songs in, you know, South Africa during apartheid or in France during the French Revolution or the Russian Revolution. Like I don't know all those songs. I'm sure there's you know thousands of them we're missing, but mine are all focused on America centric. Uh, because not only have I been born and raised here in this culture, also, we're the fucking best of revolution, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 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 So you want to rip the band-aid off and start the first yeah, one? Yeah, what do you have down for your oldest rebellion song? Well, I'll go ahead and stick a feather in my cap and call it Macaroni, because the earliest rebellion song I have was almost before America was a country. In fact, it was popularized before the American Revolutionary War, and that song is called Yankee Doodle Dandy. Oh. And that... Gotta there say... You go. So, uh, we all do... We all know this one. I... But it's not the not one I just quoted. even think of Yankee Doodle Dandy, to be honest. When Oh, good. Sorry, so I started that one off. Yes, yeah, so that's am I, am I earlier or later than we you? Am I, am um, I, I believe you're earlier. You? I'm, I'm trying... I'm doing Dylan oh, right good. now and trying to look up the... When Yankee Doodle Dandy came out. Go for out. it. Well, I'll, I'll vamp on Yankee Doodle in the meantime. So we're thinking of, this is the actual thing, not the uh, the, the, the Born on the Fourth of July later one. We're thinking of the Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his head and called it macaroni. Yankee Doodle went to town, Yankee Doodle Dandy. That whole thing. So that song, 
is what I love how we started this way. It's like an anti-rebellion song. It's an ironic rebellion song. So basically, the British came up with that song to make fun of American settlers for their all their Yankee attitudes and be like, "Oh, these stupid Yankees! Like, look at him. He doesn't know shit. He's riding on and on a pony." And he and thinks his hat's macaroni. Yeah. Like he's a dumb American idiot. And my favorite part about that is that the, the Americans are like, "That's our song now." We and they it. took it's it. Ours. Ironically, yeah. yeah, they took they they took back the night. They're like, "We're gonna use that as our song now." And you know, it's the same reason we uh, we embrace that idea of being called Yankees. It's like when people, you know, make fun of you. You can either push back and be hurt by it, or you can embrace it and be like, "You yeah, have no power around on us." And that's. Return, exactly return the is. beat around on uh, Yeah, so that song is actually feel- uh, written by a uh, British soldier in 1755. So it's real so it's before old. the revolutionary popped And there off. are, there yeah. are, that's like the, just at the quick glance I did, the most like definitive, like that's when it started. But there's kind of, I guess the tune itself is much, much older than that, but popularized with those lyrics. Yeah. Which is true for a lot of old songs. They would just switch out the words, and it would be the same tune over and over again. Like, we know how to play this one. We'll just switch the words out. There's no copyright for song lyrics at the time, so it's like... Oh, yeah, and now everything's public domain, uh, yeah, so you can't think f- about it anyways. There you go. Well, that, that, so that was the first one on my list, because that's the oldest one in, in America. And also, it really, like I said, it, it's, it happened to be a revolution song, a rebellion song, before the revolution even popped off, and they co-opted it and took it for America. Which I, I love, and it's also great hearing the, the you know the whole uh, the flutes and the drums and the old American colonial songs, which leads me to uh, the same concept that I didn't put on the list, but I think also ties in another song written by a British soldier. I don't know if the British soldier wrote the Yankee Doodle, but it's written by a British soldier, and America co-opted it to be their national anthem. <laughs> Again, I it was written about America. From an outside perspective, yeah, it was during the, the War of eighteen twelve, yeah. I believe. It's not during the American no, it was Revolution. After the American Revolution, and the for sure, British soldiers. It was he was written, he was writing it about his uh, his battle he happened where they were riding in on boats to assault an American fort during eighteen twelve, and that's the whole by the dawn's early light. Uh, you know, the whole thing. It's all about a British soldier being like these motherfuckers, man. Like yeah. they, you know. You know, it would, well, the, can, the flag can you, is still can waving. Can you imagine you were the largest empire at the time, and you just lost to your settlers? Now only in world years. history, also at the time. Yeah, it wasn't just like at the time <laughs> then; ever. it was up until that point ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then thirty-six years later, you go back to try to fight them again. And you're like, "Fuck, they're better than before." <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. They did get a couple of good shots on us, like burning the White House down. They got a couple of good hits. Yeah, but, uh, but imagine, but imagine, imagine the also. gall, the gall, the gall to be like, the let's go try to get him again. Like, well, I mean, good luck. Now we're more established. You're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. yeah, we barely won the American Revolution without the help of France. Um, but the 1812, we, we we beat their asses after they beat our asses. But yeah, I love. I actually love that about the national anthem. I know in the past people have brought up like, oh, we should change it because that's you know that's not as relevant to America, and that's also it's a British written song, and why should we have their song as a national anthem? I think it's one of the most American things ever to take a song written about admiring the American and resilience it for and making it your whole national anthem. Yeah, just much like Yankee Doodle, and that's my Yankee Doodle Yankee uh, piece right Doodle. there. Yankee Doodle. You know. Well. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the, the free. Song the song that I had as the oldest, which 
honestly is probably the most well-known song on at least my list. And I didn't know it was... Uh, um, is it Beer Is Good by Psycho Stick? <laughs> okay. uh, no. <laughs> but it is good and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, this song, I didn't even know it was a Rebellion song until I looked into it a little bit. And I'm going to hum you the melody, see if you can, you can tell me what it is. Okay. Ode to Joy. Ode to Joy, the final yeah. part of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, came out in 1824. Yeah. And it's the Ode to Joy part is actually a, from a poem that he put into his song. And it's all about really um, uniting as one and being free and peaceful and having no more violence in the world at all to the point. Um, nice. And that's, that's what that's at least that section the Ode to Joy part of his ninth symphony. It's all about, Hey, wh- cool. why, why are we fighting? How about we all just like be really cool and hang out and have no problems. That'd be great. Wouldn't it? Let's just chill, bro. I mean, I think that's what everybody was saying. Like, and that, that song has been used on the revolutionary. I can't even fucking hear. <laughs> <laughs> or is that Mozart? No, that remember. is Beethoven. Pretty sure it's Beethoven. That is Beethoven. Was, Beethoven can't yeah. hear. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, and that song was used on the uh, revolution side of like many, many countries over the years. Like even like as recently nice. as like stuff in like the 90s, like in Eastern it Europe. It is a sweeping, stuff. you know, triumphant song, the the... Like it just sounds like a triumphant, like victory march song. It's good. I never knew that. Because I only heard the I only heard the lyrics be like this. Does anyone know any song to that? I don't know. It's called "Old to Joy" because I've I've heard it so many Well, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the lyrics in English? Uh yeah. Let's hear the rebellion lyrics. In English, if you please. In English, it is, Oh, friends, no more these sounds. Let us sing more cheerful songs, more full of joy. Joy bright, spark of divinity, daughter of Elysium, fire inspired, we tread thy sanctuary. Thy magic power reunites all that custom has divided. All men become brothers under the sway of thy gentle wings. Whoever has created an abiding friendship or has won a true and loving wife, all who can at least one soul's this <laughs> weird little wrinkle. Yeah, I think this. Well, this is, also, this is also translated from like 1800s German. Yeah, uh, which I, that's why it's so fascinating. That it's that poetic and it's not even written in English. I like I, this I, one. I imagine I like this it one. rhymes better in German. This is a good line. All creatures drink of joy at nature's breast. Just and unjust, a taste of her gift. She gives us kisses and the fruit of the vine. A tried friend to the end. Even the worm can feel contentment and the cherub stands before God. Oh, talking about well, it was boobies. almost good until the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good stuff. No, that's, that's very poetic and beautiful, even translated from Old German. You know, that's pretty great. I like that a lot. And I never, now whenever I hear that, I'm going to talk about um, how we all suckle at the teat of nature, even if we're a worm. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Well, the worms, the worms didn't love it. They were just content. That's, but I mean, even them being content is pretty impressive pretty because good. their life is fucking dirt. Awful. They're taking a dirt nap. <laughs> it's dirt. Constantly. They're constant, constant That's cool. Dirt. I would have never guessed that. Ode yeah, to Joy. Very interesting. One it's of the definitely the most. Songs. 
out of everything that I've learned researching stuff for this podcast, that is actually one of the most surprising and most like enjoyable things I found out about doing this. Like I had no idea that song was about that. Yeah. That that's cool as hell. Yeah, no, we're probably gonna learn a lot today. I, I uh, my next one is um, I obviously these moments in history that rise up are normally very tumultuous, and no one wants to write a, like a rebellious or like a, a, a song that pushes back um, during a time of peace and happiness and all that. Even though there's no, never truly peace or happiness, but my next one it comes for the Civil War. So if you have something in between, then I do not. I don't have anything until much after the Civil War. Gotcha. So I have a song from the Civil War, again, co-opting a previous tune and just changing the lyrics, as many of these songs did back then, because everyone knew the tune already yeah. and just make their own lyrics. Yankee Doodle This one part is two. called John... <laughs> <laughs> the Reckoning. <laughs> no, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Yankee Doodle 2, Electric Boogle Doodle Loo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> electric Doodle Loo. Um, but no, this one is actually during the Civil War, and it, it is by the part of the Union. Of course, there is another rebellious song that the other side had that I do not dignify in this podcast, because <laughs> there's, there's enough heat around that shit. And if it's, uh, you know, rising up against the oppressors, I get how the, you know, the Dixieland song would accomplish that, for sure. Yeah, but I will this, this is a Dixie Chicks-free because... podcast. Yeah, this is just the Chicks. <laughs> uh, but this song is called John Brown's Body. And it's sung by the Union soldiers in order to, you know, he built my body. Harken back to John Brown's, John Brown's hot, sexy body and his uh, his early abolitionist effort, which is that for always blows my mind to John Brown. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, a pisser of a guy to hang out with, probably a real oh, asshole. I, I, but I, what he the, did, I don't know how accurate the paintings of him are, but he seems like a fucking maniac. He sounds like <laughs> a real fucking asshole, but. Sometimes you need an asshole to get shit You're done, especially if you need to get shit done. Uh, and that that's the song. It it comes from the, uh, you might be able to recognize the tune. I'm going to read the first stanza of lyrics. John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave, but his soul is marching on. Oh, man, that, yeah, that's that. that. That must has to be one of the most recognizable tunes ever. The, the yeah, amount of different versions sure. of that I which know which is also is yeah, which was also used obviously many times before and after that, and is now used as one of the more famous American uh, military songs. Glory, glory, oh, yeah. hallelujah! Uh, his truth is marching on. All about God and that. But in this version of it, it's well, by John there's, Brown. there's also the so Air Force that was version cool. about. Uh, it's glory, glory! What a heck of a way to die! It's about someone jumping out of a plane and his chute not opening. <laughs> oh, what a heck of a way to die! I mean, there's a million versions of it. They're all so good. Glory! I have to read the uh, the last stanza because it has a little bit more to do with his uh, his life. He captured Harper's Ferry with the ninety men so true. He frightened old Virginia till she trembled through and through. They hung him for a traitor. They oh, oh hold on. <laughs> They hung him for a traitor. They themselves the traitor crew, saying, "He, you're the traitor, not it. him." Yeah. And then, of course, his soul is marching on. So that's that's great. It's easy for guys who can't read to memorize in an afternoon. Well, you know? exactly. That's what those early everything back in the day was all about. I mean, it's, so I yeah. love that. I never heard that song until today, but uh, that is I great. That that's fucking awesome. The John Brown. And it is. It's hard to say. 
<laughs> yeah, it's hard to say that exactly the Union is rebelling against the South, because obviously the South is rebelling against Union, but the idea of hearkening to John Brown, which was a absolute rebel living in fucking Missouri during the full slavery and being like, I'm going to change shit right now yeah. and get some guns going. So obviously a rebellious tune from the uh, the time in America where we were still so divided, unlike now where we're all, we're all on the same page, country. drinking Bud Light. Yeah, and no states talk about seceding, Never. and they don't. They all respect all yeah, races. Yeah, and the, and, same and the state that talks about the most way. definitely doesn't have the weakest power grid in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Even South Carolina's like, we're not going first. <laughs> work out the best you, you take the white. You you take we'll the see, white house this time. Well, you take. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll join up once we, we get. Yeah, we got NASCAR now. We don't need that. Yeah, Myrtle Beach is looking pretty nice at the time. Oh, man. Um, we have Gamecocks games to go to this fall. We can't be fucking... Gamecock? That's pretty gay. That's pretty gay. Uh, so, yeah, that's my uh, that's my next one. John Brown's body. Um, so, my next one, um, which... My next one is in the 1960s. Oh, I have a couple All between right. then and now. In fact, quite a few. We can, I, I was going to say let's go back and forth, but if we're doing chronologically, maybe yeah, I should just rattle and bog it up. So we can keep, so we can keep our, our minds at different parts of American history and see what the, what the struggles are. Because I, I will say that's the next one of the big differences. You went into it with like, well, I want to do all the American stuff. I went into it like, I'm going into what are the absolute most well-known, doesn't matter where it came from, thing. So this will be an interesting list when it's nice. all together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I also uh, – oh, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, but, yeah, this is just how my shit goes. So I, I would be completely remiss, and although I don't know many of the songs, to, to mention the, one of the top rebellion songs in American history. This one's the most famous version of it, but there's probably 30, 40 of them that I don't know, and that it became the basis of American music for the next two years. Girls just want to have fun. And I'll, 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 get, I'll give you a hint. It ain't fucking flutes. It ain't Yankee Doodle. <laughs> It's it's um it's songs with slaves would sing. Yeah. It's slave songs. So they had it, you can take away my freedom, you can take away my fucking food, but you can't take away my ability to sing. And I can sing and sing and I can find myself a new I can lift myself are, to a higher Are you, are you saying sing, sing, sing. Do, 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 do. Oh, sorry, that's in the meantime. Not in the meantime. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I completely I can I botched that. Wow, three songs wrong right in a row. No, that's do 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 do. Not do 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 do. In the mood is what I was trying to say, but even then, that even neither of those are sing sing sing. Fuck. Yeah. Either way, continue the joke. What I'm talking about is obviously, you know, African American hymnals from from just living a life on the fucking plantation. All the songs they came up with. And there was so many of them. Also became the basis for American blues, rock, Everything. yeah, basically all that shit comes from Bluegrass, that time period. Bluegrass, which leads to country. Uh, you know, Literally every everything, everything, yeah, it's all every single music genre coming out of America is all traceable back to slaves, pretty much. Which is why slavery was ultimately how boring would life be if it never happened? <laughs> I mean, what would your Spotify playlist look like if we didn't have slaves? At least, at least, <laughs> no, it's at least we insane. can talk about this without Dylan being like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're kidding. 
<laughs> like obviously but i think it's amazing the resilience to be like you're literally your entire culture and your whole family is being enslaved and you're like we can still jam fuck you guys and our music's gonna be even better than yours that in you know 100 years we're gonna be undoubtedly the height of music culture like you're not even close like yeah. not even not even close it's the whole basis of it all american music is traced back to that and i want to mention oh. exactly, of course one particular hymn that comes from that time and doesn't really come into uh, white America's, you know, vision until a hundred years later, and that's the song "We Shall Overcome," which comes from uh, the time of slavery and was obviously utilized greatly during the Civil Rights Movement, um, which which comes from the 1800s. I, you know, it's so such a long tail on that thing, and people still use it as a sign of peaceful protest. Because unlike a lot of the songs that we're going to talk about in this list, I haven't seen the look at Domino's, but I know a lot of mine are. They're not all peaceful hope no they are not uh you know songs a lot a lot of them are fuck you fuck you and this one is more of um we shall overcome someday deep in my heart i know for sure that we shall overcome you, you just need to carry on with hope and don't let them get to you don't let the bed which bugs I think is always a great tale for yeah which is also i think a great note of rebellion too rebellion doesn't always have to be violent opposition it can also be i will out outlast you i will i will outdo you my hope cannot be defeated by your shit I can still stay through here. I don't have to be vitriolic. I can just smile at you and go, you're not going to last forever. I'm going to outlast you, which I think is a great uh, sentiment. It's a good one. Yeah, I don't even... I'm sure if I like actually heard it, I would know that song. But just from hearing um, just the name of the song, I don't know that. I'm sure I do, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a big like protest song and stuff they'll sing. You know, It's classic. It's classic. It's good stuff. And much like the uh, the uh, John Brown one, it's like it's really it's just like one line. The one line, say memorize one line, and everyone can sing it. Yeah, everyone can get it, and we're all singing it exactly. No, it's all right. What do you what do you got? Uh, what do you got next? So my next one isn't until um, uh, the nineteen fifties, I think, or sixties. Yeah, so it's around then. So we can, we can start going to that. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of rebellion going on in World War One. Uh, no, they, they were like, like, we okay. have industry for the first time ever. We don't need to complain about things. Unless you're an immigrant, and we don't care yeah, about workers, you enough. Workers had even less rights than Children now. were still working. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't afford a guitar. That's how. Uh, that's actually uh, what led a lot to blues music and, and to great blues legend Bo Diddley. Uh, his nickname is because they would make these things called Diddley Bows. The diddly the bow. Diddler. No, the diddler was Bill Cosby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rudy, I'm Bo Diddley. No, but uh, a diddly bow. I actually have a couple that I made myself. All it was was it was a, you just needed one guitar string, and back then, really, just any metal cord, basically, <clears throat> or or thick metal wire, and you just had you, you had it. Yeah, and like stuff. something from like a barbed wire fence, you could do it off of. Be real, real fucking rough, yeah. but you could do it. And you you get a two by four. You need four nails and a glass bottle. You walk up behind someone with a guitar, <laughs> take the guitar, head in, you take the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the diddly bow. Take the guitar. <laughs> um, uh, then, so you do a, you do a nail on each end, and you tie that cable as tight as you can. And you take a glass bottle mm-hmm. and you slide it under the string. Then you use two more nails to keep the bottle in place. And the bottle becomes the acoustic yeah. part of it. 
and the string and you use a shot glass or like a glass slide over the top of it and that's slide it that was like before people could afford guitars it was like all right well if you could make this sound good then we'll save up for a guitar for you if you this you can't make this made homemade instrument sound good you're we're not giving you the fucking money to play guitar and that's how a lot of the right. Delta yeah, Blues things are. That's why like the slide guitar is so popular. Because that's how it started. Yeah. That's why it's the twang. It's that exactly is the what twang. It's yeah, that's fucking sick. It is funny how that those moments of struggle and like um, necessity can breed such great music. Not because you want it to. If they could have dropped the Stratocaster on their laps, it'd be like, sure, I'll yeah. take that. But like, it's well, like I gotta you do can't, something. so you're forced to make better music. I can either sit at yeah. home and just like, wallow in pity about how terrible my life is, or I can play music and talk about it, but I'm happy when I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, and you can make you can turn that suffering and turn it into something great. Not that you would ever deserve the suffering, but you can kind of throw it back at the people making you suffer and be like, fuck you, I'll, I'll make this into something great, which... I think it will be a running theme for every song on this list easily is that like the, the oppression you're feeling, the, the pushback you're having, you're actually taking that fuel and you're, you're using it to, to fire up your engine and make it even better than if you weren't. I mean, some songs about happy and sunshine are amazing songs. I mean, Here Comes the Sun is great, but even Here Comes the Sun is still about how shit's bad and it's going to get better. Yeah. Like that, that feeling, that emotion that you take out of you know the suffering you might be feeling or the spot in life that you've been granted is such good fuel for like the yeah, best pretty much everything. Music. And it sucks that people be like, actually, it's good to it's good to suffer because it actually makes for great art. It's like that's kind of a shitty. So look at it, but it is true. It, but I, it it is pretty true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Yeah, I don't think that should be a justification. That's for like make people suffer. That's like whipping your face and be like, just think of how good the song's going to be. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an extreme point, point, but yeah, it's it is yeah. It's, it's extreme, extreme, but a good I one, stand as I by. say. I stand by. Uh, but so, yeah, my next one is Woody Guthrie. I do not have any Woody Guthrie on here. What uh, uh, what song is that, though? Uh, is it uh, This Land is Your Land? It solid, is. solid song. No, no, no. You, you can go. You can go. I got nothing until 66. Gotcha. So, what do you got three? I think I don't think it's, it's uh, really, 1940, not, you know, 1944. It's like later 50s. Yeah. It's 44. Holy shit. I thought it was later than that. Okay. So, I'm glad you looked it up for me. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, that song, which obviously is preached to you as a kid, because uh, we grew up, you know, in the, in the 90s and into the 2000s, as like, this is a great American song. This land is your land. This land is mine. Like, it's all like, oh, we're all happy and fun. He wrote the song in opposition to god bless america to be like you know at that time even in you know the world era in the united states of america it's mostly like you know god bless america america so great and he's like yeah for yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> like most of us are fucking it yeah, sucks we'll see, wait, so the whole song like less than half the country had running water <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and meanwhile, we're building tanks and shit, you know. Um, but there's all kinds of great lyrics in it besides the part you hear when they, they want you to sing as a kid and be like, you know, okay, uh, this is the fun, you know, fun part where it's like, oh, America's so great, America's so awesome. But yeah, there's all kinds of lines like the, I, I came up to your, your fence, it said, you're, I'm not welcome. 
and I hop the fence. It's all shit about like the why is why is this land your land and not ours? Like we all we all deserve it together. We all live here. And his his sentiment, of course, in 1944, he can't be like fuck the police, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like you got to be more cute about it. Or they won't listen to you. But it's more like a subversive, like, I'm singing to you like America's Beautiful, but it's kind of like um, the Bruce Springsteen song I talked about the other night. I, I don't want to blow up anyone's spot, but, like, it sounds like it's a rah-rah song, but if you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, it's about, like, how it's yeah. not equally divided, and it should be. Yeah, so I love that. Woody Guthrie, it well, maybe one of the first, um, it, definitely one of the biggest in the 20th, 20th century of, like, uh, counterculture icons that led the way for... Uh. A and lot then, of other uh, things you know, I'm going to talk about in this It's kind of interesting so. like, to see how these songs all started. It's like, obviously, it started out marching songs, and it's it a symphony. Uh, this is, this is sure. folk music. Yeah. You know, an extremely unpopular type of music yeah. right now. But this, they were like some of the first yes. to rebel. They were like, well, I'm just going to sing this song that uh, is not uh, like technically considered sounding good. Big band swing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as the the diddly bow, where you don't need forty um, French horns and trumpets and a tuxedo and a microphone on stage. You can just play a guitar and on your porch and do this. Land is your land. Come up with your own ideas, and that's where the real. As much as I love big band music, it's it's more of like a fun, like here we go, we're all partying now. Not like a true slice of American life, yeah. which this land is your land. And fun is. fact about good old Woody Guthrie is. Uh... Uh, it is what he had Woody, eight children, which is great. <laughs> and uh, yeah. one of the I, I, I would consider the most notable is Arlo Guthrie, uh, who wrote and his extremely popular Thanksgiving song Alice's Restaurant is Woody. No Woody shit, son. that's and, Woody, uh, Woody Guthrie's son. No, he was although Arlo was born oh. in Brooklyn, uh, he's lived most of his life in Stockbridge, yeah. Massachusetts. In fact, that the restaurant, no the shit. restaurant he talks about, that's a, that's a, that's a for sure folk legend. Restaurant is in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. And where West. is that? Uh, do you know? Yeah, I should, you know I should where, figure. Uh, I've never been there. What's the? What's, West you know, of uh, Rapscallion. Central Massachusetts. Remember, Rapscallion used to be mostly. north of that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Because I would like to do a, a live podcast at Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> that would be a good one. And by that, I mean put our phones at the table and order coffee and talk <laughs> shit for half an hour. Only a half an hour. We'll have to do it in multiple places. And Alice's Restaurant. Well, how long can we drink coffee? I, I'm not going to You and I are really that kind of guy. I might down a couple creamers. I'm not drinking any of it. Well, you know. All right, well, we'll order breakfast. We all have different I'll ideas of how much we like creaming. And uh, we'll have a good time. <laughs> i'll take your corfee um so yeah do, do you want to use that as a uh, line of demarcation before we make it to the the i mean after we're into the 50s we're into the american counterculture movement man where the rebellious songs really blast off you know as far as popularity and absolute bang 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 ability bang bang into your mouth you know you want it so let's take our first commercial break, and then we'll get into let's do songs it. you've heard of, listeners. Hey, 
man, that Welcome was so back funny. Welcome to your mom's I bet you favorite podcast. You heard that. Um, Toilet wine is back again. We are oh my back, God. and we oh. are drinking our wine that we made ourselves in ye old porcelain bowl. And I think that's the second time I said porcelain bowl in reference to toilet wine tonight. But uh, we're back. We're talking about rebellion songs. And uh, mm-hmm. we finally made our way into the 1960s, which is... Now people have televisions. It's, you know, wow. it's probably what people would think of as the start of their rebellion music, even though, as we've proved, it's been around for hundreds of years, but was never as popular as the stuff now. Yeah, and a major shift in American culture that rebellious music was popular, not just an underground, uh, subversive yes. kind of idea, or a popular song that had all of its lyrics coded in in sarcasm to really get it going. But here we go. Now, my first song from the 60s, I'm sure there are other ones that are earlier in the 60s than this one. We're missing literally thousands, but we're just going to go to the ones we But uh, this, I think this is going to be so far... And that that is an actual like recorded song, not just like oh everyone knows that tune. Um, sure. And that is for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield, nineteen sixty six. That's the something's happening here. Great song. It's it's uh, yeah, and direct response to what's going on. Uh, something I just learned tonight about that song is it's actually you know, everyone always thinks like oh that's a Vietnam thing. It's actually not an anti war song. It's, but it's during the time of Vietnam, so they'll use it. They use it for that, but it was actually uh, about riots that happened on the Sunset Strip in the mid-60s. So it's still, it is yeah. uh, against Off oppression evil. song. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it's something people forget about a lot. It's written by Stephen Stills, who two years later joined Crosby. They made Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, he's, that's the the Stills, he's the singer from Buffalo Springfield. That was his first band. No shit. Well, that song is obviously great. And we definitely can't use that in the video. Oh, absolutely not. Hell. That's why we, we're using our voices to sing it for you guys. You guys all know the uh, stop. What's that sound? Everybody look, look what's, what's going, going down. down. I think it's interesting. I mean, reading some of these lyrics, as much as it's like for everything, as much as you think you know the words to a song, until you sit down oh, and look know. at it, you're like, oh, I could have sworn he was saying that. But th- yeah. these are the first four lines of something's happened. I mean, for what it's worth. Always confusing because yeah. that's not the main part of the song is saying for what it's worth. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's, there's something happening here, but what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to beware. So that's... It's just, I actually did know that When part. you look at just feeling like, oh, well, it's about riots. It's like, yeah, we're talking armed cops in the street going... Keep moving. You're like, I'm not doing anything. They're like, just get out of here. You don't want to stay here. Don't, you don't, I, you you don't, don't want to see this. Because I'm going to be mad. I'm going to do something bad. Dewey, you don't want any part of this. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to get addicted. It's not addictive. <laughs> and that's the thing. But yeah, that's, that's a great that's a great one, Dom. Yeah. For what it's worth, for sure. Yeah, and it has, not to be like all Vietnam-based. Like it's, it's hometown, homegrown shit. Yeah, just now often mislabeled, I would say, as the Vietnam thing, which I, neither of us knew yeah, until well, today. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's also used, um, you know, during the time of upheaval. Your people are in Vietnam, but in America, it's just tumultuous as hell. Which is the next twenty songs we're going to talk about. Yeah, this podcast is going to be five hours. It's all Vietnam era shit, where it's like people are finally have the access to radio. 
on a global scale. People have televisions now. Like the, the media is getting out there. It's not just a state-run organization anymore. Although there's only a slight number of corporations that let you do it. If you can rock out enough, and enough young people want to listen to your music, same as today, you can get on the radio. You and can do it. Buffalo Springfield can get on the radio and you rock out with that shit. And of course, another member of the future band Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young has another great uh, protest song, which we might get into. I don't know if you had that one on your list. Uh, I do not. I tried to uh, cover a lot of ground. And uh, I only I only yeah, have yeah. about uh, two or three songs per decade. That's good. That's what I have, too. But then I get started packing them in. Let I me mean, begin. That's what I, to I came about. to win. I don't mean that's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> get up. Stand up. Um, but mine, mine actually, I think it happened a couple of years earlier than that. Uh, or it might happened concurrently. But it is, it is an, again, a folk song and not a rock song. Uh, and this is by Phil Oaks. And it's a song called love me i'm a liberal so i think it actually was concurrent buffalo springfield but it's, it's much on the on the lines of Woody guthrie playing the guitar and just singing a song it's a one-man band uh just being the one guy but i love this song and i used to have it on my ipod actually because i learned it when i was in college and it's another thing when, where when, it's, it's when education made you a goddamn liberal <laughs> yeah well yeah well literally one of, the, one of the classes i had of the few i did get to partake in was the history of America in the 1960s. That's we did like sweet. a whole semester on just the 60s, and I was like, "This class rules." So, uh, one of my favorite love me, I'm a liberal. Like, also, 1966, same exact year, as for what it's worth. So perfect, same exact year. So, um, the the whole conceit of the song is that liberalism at the time was kind of like way is different. It was it was almost like you're saying I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, like the left and right, because now liberalism is considered like like radical like you're you're a lib like you're really far yep. to the left or like you're you're an alt-right you're really far to the right but at the time being a liberal saying you're liberal is mostly saying like oh i'm a democrat like i care about this policy that policy so they considered themselves a lot of people who were writing these songs they wouldn't he wouldn't call himself a liberal he calls himself a radical a radical leftist so he would radical. say I, liberals don't go far enough they just they just smile and wave they're like bill clinton they're like you know, Joe Biden liberals are like, I'm just liberal enough to get the votes, but I don't actually want to do any of that shit. Yeah. I still love war and I love money and all that stuff. So the whole entire conceit of the sign is like, it's it's uh, sing from the perspective of a liberal and saying like, I care about you folks, you 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 oppressed folks, but let's not go too crazy. And it's it's a great tune. Like, um, I'll just read you the first uh, stanza to to give you a little uh, a taste of it. I cried when they shot Medgar Evers. Oh, you know, black kid who was shot. Tears ran down my spine. I cried when they shot Mr. Kennedy. As though I'd lost a father of mine. But Malcolm X got what was coming. He got what he asked for this time. So love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Basically, the idea is like, if an innocent kid gets shot... That's bad. If John F. Kennedy gets shot, that's bad. But if a man who's against the American government rising for the race of black people gets shot, well, you had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's not get too uppity. And that's, I mean, I'm not going to sing you the whole lyrics, but that, that's basically the, the conceit of the whole song where it's like, 
I can do all the shit that makes me nice and go to my country club, but I can't be associated with like actual radicalism. That's that's too far. I still want to be able to afford my mortgage. I can't have these colored people rising up too much. I mean, you can't shoot the kids, but Malcolm X, no, no, no. He deserved what he had. Yeah. So I, I love yeah, that. that the whole thing. And you know, it's a fucking middle-aged white guy jamming out saying, "I'm a liberal, aren't I great?" And he's yeah. being sarcastic. So I love that song. That's another one that I don't know if I actually have ever heard that one before. Oh, uh, this is oh, I read this one too. I vote for the Democratic Party. They want the UN to be strong. I go to all the Pete Seeger concerts. He sure gets me singing those songs. <laughs> I'll send you the money you ask for, but don't ask me to come on along. <laughs> so again, I'll pay you, but I don't want to actually be part yeah. of all this riff. Well, so it's very this. interesting. It's a little also, too gross for me because. Uh, this is 1966. Famously, the Democratic and Republican parties switched views in the 50s. So this is very, very <laughs> yeah. early into liberal meaning Democrat, where before liberal would mean Republican. Which sure. may add to yeah, the yeah. sarcasm in the song, but he's still like, it's, it's a good point, though. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah, exactly. And his, his main point is that, like, you putting a, a color pin on doesn't make you part of the cause and in fact it makes you a leech like you a bitch you a bitch anyways phil oaks worth, worth a mention so my next one this is uh i'm just I, without a doubt this is the instantaneous when you think rebellious song that everyone thinks of 1969 fortunate son by credence clearwater revival it ain't me. Everyone always thinks of that. <laughs> That's sure. the most affiliated song to Vietnam I can ever think of. Every single clip has it to the point where it's a joke now to put that into Vietnam yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, um, it's become a, uh, a cliche. Yes, but it is still a great song. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Interestingly enough, not from the South. They're from California, but became a Southern rock band, and they were great at it. Um, Nothing wrong with that. The Beach Boys are from Middle America. Yeah. You can you can be. Well, you can you have a be. lake beach. It doesn't have to be on the ocean. There's no swamps in Louisiana. I mean, fuck in Los Angeles. There's not a lot of surfing and uh, <laughs> <laughs> lakes, though. Well, I mean, you know, you're saying that you're saying they didn't go them. to Jamaica, Bahama. They didn't go to Pretty Mama. That was in the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> that was after uh, they lost. Brian Wilson. Um, uh, but no, I think Fortunate Son is a great example of this because not only is it a counterculture song and a song of rebellion, it was a one, like like a number one Billboard hit. Like it's it was famous. Yeah. Like Phil Oaks, Woody Guthrie is a song that get famous through culture. Phil Oaks and even Buffalo Springfield, I'm sure it was pretty high on the list, but like Fortunate Son was like a designated hit that hit. made the band famous. And it, I mean, obviously it's an amazing song, but also the lyrics were literally like, Fuck you, U.S. government. Yeah. Bring our boys home. Well, that's pretty amazing. I mean, so, I, even now, even in twenty twenty three, you write songs like that. People are like, "That's no, dude, don't, don't do that. You're too, causing, you're bringing problems do on yourself. That. Don't even bother." Um, and don't get us wrong. They did. They felt that pressure at the time too. Oh, especially yeah, absolutely. in the, Richard Nixon. Good fucking yeah. luck. Well, that's the thing. That's one of the main things the song is about. Actually, that I didn't realize is about. Um, Dwight Eisenhower's grandson marrying Richard Nixon's daughter. And that's why there's like... That should be considered incest. <laughs> if presidents marry in, it's like a royal family, yeah. that should be considered, that should be illegal. That's incest, oh, yeah, that's dude. the whole song. That's like, oh, oh the, this guy 
married the president's daughter. So now automatically, well, he doesn't have to fight in the war. But us blue collar guys, like, well, I'm not, I ain't no senator's son. I ain't no millionaire's son. I ain't no senator's son. Yeah. It's, it's, that's real. That's not even like a, it's almost like they're not even protesting the war itself. It's the way they're picking people to go to war. It's like, well, why, do, why do I have to mm-hmm. go? Why are you just picking? Why can't? How come you're letting that person skip it, but I can't? Just mm-hmm. because? Oh, his father owns Macy's. He doesn't have to go. Exactly. If you have enough money, you never have to be a foot soldier. That's the that's the deal. That's why nowadays, when there's no conscription and people are like, I don't care that my father is rich. I'm gonna go to war anyways. I don't even respect them for it. I just go, oh, so you had your way out. You're so you just want to kill you're people. Just, you're twice as dumb. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, or you want to die for glory, whatever. But you know, the whole idea of John F. Kennedy's kids, you know, or his family's kids getting into war—it's like you've been rich for so many years that it's like it's yeah. like no point even doing it. But but yeah, definitely a, a great a great poll on that one. Which um uh brings me to another song, uh, a Sam Cooke song around the same time, which is a change is gonna come. Which one of our favorite bands um, covered called uh, Greta Van Fleet. Marvel's band. And that's an, another song. It's not about um, as much as anti-war as it is more like the first song, your uh, Buffalo Springfield song, which is that we need a civil rights movement change here. And it's it's more hopeful and less, you know, aggressive and rebelliatory. But it's the change is going to come. I mean, we have to, we have to believe that's going to happen. We have to be resilient and have fortitude to, to get through this, which I've heard a couple of covers of it since, because I didn't know it was a cover when Greta Van yeah, me neither. I had to look back and see that Sam Cooke did it. But it makes way more sense of a black guy in the 60s Saying it, yeah, it than, than, some... than white kids in 2019. <laughs> From yeah. Michigan. It's, all, it's no doubt a good song. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it is a good tune. A good tune yeah, but, uh, but it changes going to come. Coming from the perspective of someone who, who is not upset they have to go to Vietnam. They're upset because they live at home and they're still getting my shit rock i mean credence had every right to complain about that but at least they could drink at the same water fountain and go to restaurants but in their same town people who were the same age as them couldn't even do that so it's worth mentioning <coughs> well don't do that um well, yeah I mean uh, that, that is a that is a great great song yeah so what i have next is branching into 1973. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone's going to know this one. It is Get Up, Stand Up by Bob, Mar- Bob Marley and the Whalers. Hell yeah. I was I obviously had him on my <laughs> list there. Lighting it up. That's why my name is Mob Barley yeah, right it now. It is really good. It is really good. It's song. not. It's- oh, and Dom's. Dom is either Dr. Nips or Dr. Nips. In both ways, it's funny. Well, I mean... And if you guys don't know what I mean by the intonation, that's yeah, all sure. We're not going to explain it. You don't know me. You're not God. Not that <laughs> <laughs> I find that offensive as a ginger that you'd bring that up. Oh, a ginger. Um, yeah, I mean, get up stand-up. It's just straight up a song against oppression. It's, it's that that lyrics you cannot. Dis, it's not sarcastic. This it's just it. like literally. I don't. You I have don't to stand it in a happy way, but I'm pretty fucking pissed off about this. Yeah, 
reggae happens to be not an aggressive music form, but the lyrics they they do the work for him. Yeah, don't give up the fight. Stand up for your rights. To party. And the Beastie Boys, yeah, they call it that. <laughs> yeah. I know your rights to vote or to have a, own a home, yeah. but also to also, party. We should stand um, up for our rights. There's an even bigger band than the Beastie Boys that took uh, some lyrics from this song. I don't believe you. I already don't believe you because there's no bigger band than the Beastie Boys, but I'll go on your false premise um, on this journey. Well, in All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. There are the lines, all that glitters is gold. And there is a line in Get Up Stand Up, he said all that glitters is gold. So, All Star is a great song because they <laughs> referenced Get Up Stand Up by Bob Marley. <laughs> I hear you. I do hear you. But it's almost like a bird in the hands with two in the bush. It's a common phrase. Like, Bob Marley didn't yeah, he did. come up with that phrase, you know? No. But he made it no, famous. No, he made I can, it. I can hear that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Well, actually, I'm just here. Someone else said it. It literally says this in the lyric. He said. All Glitters is Gold. So that guy invented it. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's already a popular phrase. But, uh, but yeah, Bob Marley could not... We could not talk about this subject without at least bringing him up in his uh, his rebellion against, uh, you know, authority. And uh, it ultimately killed them when the CIA poisoned him. <laughs> they poisoned his weed. <laughs> That's that chronic... Every... No, it actually killed him is that he didn't believe in doctors, so he died, like Jim Henson style. Jim Henson? He he would have died anyway, but he did not uh, go to the hospital no. at all. He just smoked Oh, weed. you have... I, I can't I can't hate on him yeah, anymore. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Would you rather smoke weed for three months and die or do chemotherapy for two years and die? <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard... It's hard. It's a hard choice. I'm not saying it's an easy choice, but I'm saying it's not... Totally, the choice is yours. You know, foregone conclusion. Yeah. So yeah, that was the first time we finally both had the same song written down. Mm-hmm. So uh mm-hmm. My next one, I, I'm jumping I past the but I don't actually know when the song came out, but I'm talking that's right. I'm, I'm we don't we don't okay, well. song, so I'm gonna let you I would like you to lead off the punk section because this is your forte will. It is my will forte. Um, so if your next one is punk, so let me do one, and then after that, I'll start off with the earliest punk one I have. Um, so my next one is uh, 1974, this song came out. And this is another one where, until I like looked into this, obviously, I was like, oh yeah, th- that's totally what that song is, but I never even... Oh shit, I have one more. During... Right, yeah. Okay, good. I, I, I thought of one. Right. Um, this song where I just... Sorry. It's a great song. I love it. But I don't hear it that often, so I forget about it a lot. And I, pop, I was like, oh, that's a great fucking song. And it's, it's Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. 1974. Yeah, and this one has... That was yeah. in 74? I was forgetting yeah, how long David Bowie long was doing the game. Uh, this is an interesting one for what it's rebelling against. Because one of the main things about it is it's... Uh, like, if, if we look at the lyrics... One of the first ones is do, 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 do. Oh, that's just him singing. Um, it's, oh, it's okay. you've got a mo- <laughs> it's, you've got your mother in a world. She's not sure if you're a boy or a girl. Hey, babe, your hair's all right. Hey, babe, mm-hmm. let's go out tonight. It's about a girl dressing like, I, whatever the time, I don't even know how to describe that kind of like 
short hair. I would say androgynous. Yeah, that's yeah, a good word for it. Yeah, like, like I'm not, I'm not yeah, wearing your stereotypical. Now we would call that non-binary, but androgynous always sounds more fun for me because it's less politically motivated and more of a descriptor. Yeah, it and it's, it's all about this girl being a rebel against what, her, even just what her parents want her to do. And she's happy. She's got yeah. a boyfriend. She likes hanging out with him. But she, you know, she cuts her hair short. She's wearing different clothing. She's wearing pants. And she's hot tramp. Yeah, don't you? <laughs> hot tramp. I love you so. I mean, it's great. <laughs> oh, tramp. Yeah, hot tramp. Yeah, I mean, not. Uh, no, I love that too because we should not neglect all rebellion songs. Don't have to be fucking you against the you know monoculture or against you know corporations of society it can just be you know rebelling against the world being a kid like it's just part of being a kid is just wanting to rebel against the world and a huge part of being a rebel against the world when you're a kid is listening to music that tells you it's okay to fight back against your fucking parents or whatever you know it, it doesn't have to be you against you know globalist ideals like it can be just like hey i don't care how i dress or how i cut my hair you can't fucking tell me what to do man you know that's awesome. That's good. And I, right, right before you go, I just want to touch on this one thing I forgot to throw in a little bit earlier. 1967, we talked about it a little bit. Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie is actually an anti-Vietnam yeah. song. It just takes about 12 minutes into the song for him to start talking about it. <laughs> really he does the whole intro. And he goes, that's not why I'm here to talk to you, though. We're here to talk about the draft. <laughs> Now you know why I'm qualified story. to tell this tale. That's that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely neglected that idea. All the songs I picked were all like rebellion against you know the powers that be, and not against like you know. I didn't put in as a, as a uh, spoiler. I did not put in parents just don't understand by Will Smith. <laughs> like that should be yeah. a rebellion song. It is, you know, and so many songs are, you know, like that. But I thought that's good to bring up. But that may reminded me earlier talking about um, Stills is uh, the Neil Young song that came around after the um, the Ohio massacre, which obviously by today's standards, if only four people die, they don't consider that a massacre anymore. Yeah. You have to kill at least twenty children to be a mass shooting. Uh, but yeah, that happened. Um, it was that uh, protest in Ohio at the uh, I don't remember what university it was, but it was a university in Ohio. And the National Guard came in and they started blasting and they killed four so fucking teenagers. Blasting. And that's what his song's about. Yeah, Four Dead in Ohio. Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah. It's, it's I never honestly... even put two and two together for that. Four Dead in Ohio. Yeah, yeah running and government's coming. We're finally on our own. Four Dead in Ohio. Yeah, that's about the uh, killing of yeah. protesters. And Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. He's fucking good, man. He is good. I'm not. I'm not a yeah, huge a fan of that kind uh, of. Southern, thing. Southern Man is another great rebellion song. Obviously, it's about uh, civil rights. More about the 1800s. Yeah. So uh, it, he it's, actually it's digs on Leonard Skinner in that song a little bit, and that's why in Sweet Home Alabama, they say uh, they they riff they uh, rag on Neil Young in Sweet Home Alabama. A Southern yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. yeah they go and Neil Young. That's good. Remember, though, but I, I had to mention the that. Southern Man don't care anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is southern man don't care anyhow yeah yeah we don't care about that also we're not black <laughs> we know of course you don't care and they say bankers don't care about foreclosures like it turns out bank of america doesn't care that you lost your house it's like no no we know that 
That's that's why we're singing the song. You fuck shit. Sorry about the language, but yeah, it's you worth fuck mentioning. shit. That's a good sure. one. So yeah, I was gonna move into more of the uh, punk scene after that. We can we can we can obviously spend just punk stuff. Doing, yeah, you know, nineteen sixties. Oh, I was gonna say oh, Vietnam era uh, rebellion, and we could do a whole other podcast punk, on yeah. just punk, the early punk, not even later punk. But we're doing this more of a broad strokes thing. It's a toilet wine. It isn't a fucking uh, podcast series. All right, so, so I'll I start. We get I'll into s- punk, which is the ultimate is. rebellion music, because literally the only the only reason for its rebellion. David Bowie isn't a punk, and Buffalo Springfield isn't punk, but punk takes the concept of rebel music and makes it the forefront. Rather yeah. than and they and they really uh, bring it into uh, their personal lives. It's not always like this country's fucked up. It's like it's, yeah, it's even, it, it comes stage. down to I don't like my high school, like some like the real early mm-hmm. uh, fucking East, sure. East Bay punk. It's, was it's kind rebellion of, in its truest you know, sense. It, it was mostly high schoolers and college kids. That's how it all started. They were like, "Well, I fucking hate mm-hmm. this." And so many bands, they didn't make it into their 20s because they were like, oh, I actually have to go get a job. I can't make a living off of being mad at the world. But uh, eventually it did catch on enough for people to do it. Talk to Gary <laughs> Jules. Eh, eh. I don't know who that is. Well, he did the cover of Tears for Fears in oh. Mad World. <laughs> Tears for Fears. <laughs> um, so the, the earliest punk one I have, and you probably don't have this because you're sticking on more American themes. Well, this is 1977 with the Sex Pistols and God Save the Queen. All of right. course I had to. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I had to put this one on here. That's one, an all-timer. All-timer. Please tell me about it because I had it on uh, my yeah, list sex for pistols. sure. That's actually my first one I had on the transition yeah. from this, the Vietnam to this. I was like, God Save the Queen. Sex Pistols, obviously. Uh, yeah, Sex Pistols. They actually only ever had one album. First of all, their name yes, is Rebellion. Sex. The name's the Sex Pistols. At the time, <laughs> that's enough to be like, we are pissed. Oh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of their drugs. British, their British sensibilities yeah. are quite offended. This was like, this is what started off the whole, I'm going to cut my sleeves off and then safety pin them back on. I'm going to wear studs. I'm going to spike my hair. I'm going to color my hair. I'm going to shave the side of my head. I'm gonna make my dad so fucking mad. He's wearing a, a sweater and he's and he's a pale comb over fat British guy eating fish and chips. And I'm like, fuck you and fuck the queen. Yeah, fuck I, all I mean, this. literally, and, and they and they come dude. right out of the fucking gate with God Save the Queen. God Save the Queen, the fascist regime. They made you a moron, a potential H bomb. He's really ragging on the queen. Yeah, there. subtext is he now is out saying, the window. Punk, it was like, let's not get cute about it. We're yeah. just going to straight up say it, and we're going to play music Lord, loud and fast. The royal family already doesn't have any power. They're just public figures at this point, like they are now, pretty much. And they're, they're just going, money, "Hey, though, as you're you're making you. sort of decisions, or you're doing all this stuff. You have what are you doing? You don't. We don't want you here. You're not doing anything. This isn't even an anti-parliament thing. That this is this is like the equivalent." Of uh, making a song about a president's wife. It's like, well, th- I know you have no real power, but I fucking hate what you're doing. Yeah, but the president's wife doesn't command half a billion dollars every year yeah. of taxpayer money. So it's a little bit different. But I, I hear your idea. As far as power goes, it's the same. But as far as the the people having to donate to this it's thing, awful. it's awful. Mu- yeah. I mean... 
people who pay the president's wife and the president are corporations lobbying. We don't pay the president that much money. But people pay the royal family a shit ton of money, and they hold on to it. For and they have so they have like so much fucking property in these crazy buildings. Uh, dude, maybe this is an American notion, but every time the royal family goes up, I just I'm like, what? How is no one overthrowing? They're this shit? all fucking like, it's obsessed insane. With it. It's crazy. They tie it to their national identity, the idea of being um, under a monarchy, which is fucking gross. I mean. They were they were abolished slavery before America. They had Parliament in the fucking 1600s. Yeah. Like they were like way ahead of the game. They're like, nope, keep the Queen and King forever. It, it, I mean, they should be fucking embarrassed in my mind. Every time they the, the coronation of King Charles Awful. just happened, uh, probably cost the country at least I know 300 million dollars just for the event. Never mind everything going around it, the security, you know, whatever money they they earn by. Having people pay yeah. taxes, not, not to when mention they're buying stuff, they're going to flags and stuff. All of their money now to have him on it because Queen Elizabeth is dead. Yep, <laughs> that's going to cost you. It's going to cost yeah. you money to change your money. And meanwhile, the fucking guys, <laughs> the guy's fucking son was fucking girls on Epstein's island, and they're like, I go away. <laughs> his his fucking his nephew is in America, and they're all mad about this. I mean, it's, it's all, all awful. it should all be so embarrassing, man. Like there's only like we we came up with this in a podcast when me and Dylan did about the monarchy. It was when the Queen died. We did an episode on it, and we named countries that still have monarchies, and it is embarrassing as fuck. Because there's like ten of them that are like Saudi Arabia, okay, you know shit like that that are super rich countries that just ideologically yeah. are shackled. But it's like yeah, Sweden, so like uh, like. Like one of those socialist countries, like they places still have kids. Like oh, we like it. It's like it's we don't terrible. like it overthrow them and that's why i feel like it's an american idea to hate um monarchy but like yeah that's our whole identity just means pretty much that's all so yeah so that's probably my american idea of it but in my mind the idea that in the 21st century you have royalty which means that people are born better than you for the very fact that their dad jizzed in their mom should make you pissed why are they better than you because of that and they get treated differently and they have different they are just yeah. entitled to your and respect, all your, all your, your honor, money. your land, your money. It's fucking insane. People should be pissed about this. And, They're like, yeah, no, my, I, my I like it's a nice thing, thing we have. The royal family that I, every time someone mentions it, I fight not to say this. Even though, like, I know I've told my mom this 37 times. They're... Oh, yeah. Middle-aged ladies yeah. love the royal family, by the way. They think it's fucking they're, Cinderella. I love they're Diana. They're German. They changed their name. They changed the name during World War II. They're the Habsburgs. To, what is it now? Winchester <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> Windsor. Windsor. They're like, and they have, they're they're like, after we a British city. Yeah. Right now. Or, or we'll lose everything. <laughs> we do British we'll now and loud. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I just think it's just, it's just it should, it, people should be, you know, to to quote Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed a bit. And I think it's fucking stupid that people worship these people still. I mean, just be like America and worship uh, people who sing well, <laughs> not people who get busted in. We have our own royalty, and it's Instagram models, okay? Okay. Anyway. anyway that's my thing. So that, that, is, uh, that is sex business right there. I hate, I, obviously, I hate worshiping celebrities too, but at least they, some of them have talent. I haven't seen Queen yeah, Elizabeth. They, they're not you know, getting play like they're polo. getting the money because I decided to go to the movie theater. 
Not because they were always just there. Not because not because I'm legally required to give it. them money. Yeah, yeah, you just get to choose your royalty, and you'll always be royals, royals. Something that Lord says. I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what do you uh, what do you got next? Uh, All right, yep. Am I next? Well, I have another band that is uh, pretty famous in that scene, and it's a little song called "Holiday in Cambodia" by the Dead Kennedys. And this, you might think, is a little bit about um, you know Vietnam style shit. Obviously, it came from that tumultuous period where the West shook up Southeast Asia the core. to the core. But it's actually about um, the discrepancies <laughs> discrepancies in genocide of Pol Pot, who um, it's one of my Pol it's one of the Pot. most interesting Sorry. genocides because even though it, it is largely forgotten because it didn't affect um, the Western world as much as any other genocide, like any genocide like Rwanda or Armenian, it's like, well, it's not us, so. I, I didn't see it happen in World War Two, or yeah. I didn't see it happen in XYZ. Uh, people like to, you know, mention uh, China, the genocide of Chinese people by Japan. Of course, those ones are more affect us because it's part of our culture. But Pol Pot was a complete fucking piece of shit, and literally flipped his nation upside down and ruined it for his own power. The idea was smart people are bad and stupid people are good, so let's kill all the smart people and then we'll be fine. It's taking that idea of blue collar yeah. and rising it up so much that you destroy your nation for a hundred years and people are still like, oh, poor Cambodia. Poor <laughs> Cambodia? Yeah, You're a fucking, fucking dictator killing smart people. Yeah, That's what you fucking you, get. You just set yourself That's what you get. Hundreds of years. Of course. It's the same idea. People are like, I don't want to hear all your science bullshit. It's like, do you know what happened? You don't want to hear science bullshit? You fucking become yeah, Cambodia. Yeah, go back to the fucking, fucking dark ages, years. basically. And I went... <laughs> Exactly. And I'm not blaming the Cambodian people for this. Obviously, the guy was a fucking monster. But it got to the point where he was killing people who had well, glasses. Well, glasses makes you smart. Because it meant you're Everyone smart. Everyone knows that. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. Millions of people were killed for being the intellectual class. So if you want to vote for a leader who's going to kill the smarties and then your entire country turns into shit for the next hundred years. Well, at least I'm sorry. At least but if of he takes all the smarties, there's plenty of good, better candy to go around. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that's why I talked over you. Anyways, I know that a part of why he came to power is because America and France were up in there jostling the shit up and fucking their shit up. I'm not blaming the Cambodian people for Pol Pot, but you have to admit, your grandfather voted for yep. him, and he's a piece of yeah. shit. Okay. The Awful. Killing Fields. Look that Pol up. Pol Potum. Moving on. Holiday in Cambodia. Wouldn't recommend it. Ted Kennedy's. Great, Great song, band. Um, yeah, that song is uh, 1979. They're they're what are the, they're another one of those bands where you're like, really? They've been around that long, and they have. Uh, it was I'm very older than you think? think. I shouldn't say. It's not older than I think. <laughs> I didn't mean to say older than Dom thinks. Uh, I'm saying older than. But uh, so the, the next uh, the next one I have been jumping for a few me. years, and I actually. Um, Stay away from punk a little bit just because I don't need to write it down. I know enough about it. We can just, I already got the information there if it comes up. Uh, bribe. You say bribe? I'm not bribing anyone. 
B-R-A-G. And I just typed in bribe while I was trying to type in something else because that's what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love the old talking while you're typing thing. Your brain's like, I don't know this. I don't know. Moths. Yeah, so um, my next song, 1984, is uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, which we were talking about last week. There you go. That's why I'm glad. I didn't want to blow my load earlier. I just wanted to kind of allude to we it. We were talking about yes, last week great, about, great uh, Let's hear about what it. we were saying is how often people don't understand what songs are about in a specific case where a politician was trying to yeah. be Born in the USA as their campaign song. And Bruce Springsteen sold them, you cannot, you don't have permission to use the song. If you use it, you will get charged, uh, fined for it. Because this, this, this is not a pro-USA song. This is full-on anti-Vietnam no. War. But it, it's like this land is your land. People are like, on the surface, it sounds like on a rah, surface, rah, rah shish, ready to drop bomb, but you the lyrics are like... Wrote down, the whole world's gross <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. But, but yeah, it's like, that's the perfect... That's how they subvert you. Yeah. It's great. It's subtext. And the dummies just listen and, to it and they go, And this oh, song okay. works out perfectly, you know, almost 20 years after the first uh, Vietnam songs we were talking about. This, Yeah, it turns out he'd be doing a podcast with <laughs> yeah. the president. Who would have guessed that? Like, this isn't... That's America for you. The guy writes an anti-USA song and does a podcast with the president. Uh, but this isn't a, uh, oh, Vietnam War is bad because it's already over. This is a, hey, you know all those people you fucked over in Vietnam by sending them there? Now they're back here and you're doing nothing They for live them? here now. Okay, so yeah. now, not only was that war fucked They're up. They're fucked over. You doing nothing for them now is just as fucked up as what you were doing over there. That's what this whole fucking song is about. Absolutely. But luckily, after that song came Did out, anything. they never, uh, they changed their whole mentality. And now veterans are treated very well when they come back from war. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, and I was saying, I'm not I'm not the biggest Bruce Springsteen song, but this song is a certified banger. I don't even like uh, him, but, uh, but I like his gumption. It's a good like burp. You like that burp? I like it. I like, I like it. it a lot. I'm not no, going to call him the boss, but I like it. I like it. He did uh, kind of his jib. He did fall I'll never go to a show of his, he did, uh, but it doesn't mean I don't love what he stands for. A couple days ago. He's fine. No. Well, he's, he's not 74. Dead, he's not fine. He's, he's an old fuck. Yeah, so he's probably barely able to walk now, but you know. But he does do a lot of exercise. Oh, yeah. Those front well, so he, men, he's, those bands, he's they, in they his seventies. He still uh, consistently does three-hour shows. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean that's, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett the cardio does it too. is out of control. I'm sure for him. Three-hour shows, and he's in his seventies. Well, Jimmy Buffett, I think, moves around a little bit less <laughs> yeah. than Bruce. But, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah. Bruce is doing tequila shots. Yeah, the, uh, the four to two is there. Solo cup before the show. <laughs> well there's the thing yeah bruce is like running around and, it's like i'm fucking stoned you know, right now like i've been smoking weed for 60 years like, i can still stay for three hours <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm drinking jimmy buffett again jimmy buffett's like much like bruce springsteen where i don't like his music i don't want to go to his concert but i love that he yeah, exists and i like what he stands for so i i agree with that i don't have to be a fan of someone to yeah be glad they exist you're glad i'm sure. existing you're certainly not a fan of me Dominic. No, Dominic. Yeah. I'm a fan. Wallace is, uh, <laughs> Actually, I am a fan. A, a dresser drawer upstairs. <laughs> he really likes it in there. Mm. Yeah, he'll be there until you say his <laughs> name backwards and send him back to the dimension. Oh, we want that from. to happen. That will make him stronger. Like in a <laughs> Blazing Saddles. He'll come back and better than ever. Guns, like, oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. You'll only make him angry. 
<laughs> You'll only make him angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. So the song I was going to do next, I thought actually would have happened after Born in the USA. 84. 76. 84. Good God. In my head, this is like, okay, I would have guessed this was like 79, 80. That's actually 75. And that's um, a band that I don't usually think of when it comes to countercultural songs, but half of their catalog is. And that's Pink Floyd's song, Welcome to the Machine, which isn't a direct rebellion to a particular government or a political society. It's more of uh, an overarching idea of society and the workforce and capitalism and all that stuff. So, I mean, obviously, not only an amazing song. Uh, but also an amazing music video. Yeah. It's one of the earliest animated music videos ever made. If you haven't seen it, folks, I'm pretty oh, sure the Pink Floyd won't let us put it on here, but uh, you can you get a better chance of getting a Disney song on here and, than getting a Pink Floyd song know. on here. <laughs> hey, we have a better chance of showing uh, the Nintendo yeah, we get a better chance gameplay of footage Dylan on here than letting anyone... <laughs> <laughs> Snowball's chance in hell sounds pretty nice compared to that. Uh, but no, Pink uh, yeah. Floyd, obviously he, one of the all-time great bands. And although, again, being super popular, but having lyrics and motifs that are, yeah. you know, countercultural and subversive. So I I would have been remiss if I didn't mention that, but I did not realize well, even uh, Even Another so Brick in the Wall, that whole album is also very against, the, like, the, you have to do this thing. And that and that one, I believe, is... Oh, yeah, I, the entire, I mean, the entire album, The Wall... I mean, literally all their yeah. albums, you know, pigs, <laughs> I mean, animals, oh, yeah. the wall. It's all like, fuck you, fuck I don't know. Yeah, great, it's great, great, band. It's great. But also, it's not, although I, I love punk be, uh, because of its message and its aggression. And, like, punk is more about, like, giving you the feeling. Pink Floyd, it sounds mellow, but the the message is much more detailed and thought out. Where all the punk rules is just like, fuck you, fuck you, and you can feel, you can feel it hitting your chest. Pink Floyd... You know, you're sitting back smoking a doobie, and they're telling you about how you're just like another cog in the machine. So I, I fucking love it, man. It's good stuff. Well, that's right. Uh, so no, I'm sorry to reverse us back there, but I had I, would, I had to mention Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, the Wall, Animals. So you know, honestly, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, all that. Back into the '80s here. I'm I'm doing late '80s. Uh, ladies. ladies, yeah, ladies. What's cooler than being cool? What's cooler than being cool? All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Okay. Okay, now. Yo. Okay. Um, you. This one is, uh, this is definitely not the genre I usually listen to, although I do like uh, this group's music and some other groups from this era. Um, and <laughs> the Dixie Chicks come back again. On the they're podcast. great. Have you ever heard their time. version of Life is a Highway? Brings me to tears every time. I don't. I haven't heard that, but I do know I want to ride them all night long. I'll see my way out. Oh boy, what are we gonna do with you? Um, but this song is, uh, I what think, are we gonna do? a di- you know different style of uh, rebellion, but uh, one of the I probably the most aggressive one out there, and that is. Uh, I'd argue it's the same style, okay. but it's just but done that differently. Is, Again, as we go on, the subtext the subtext started here where it's like, here's the idea of it. And as we go on in history, the subtext just becomes the text and actually overcomes the text and just becomes, 
I'm just telling you exactly what I mean. I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not even being poetic. I'm just making you feel the shit. Feel what yeah. I mean. And I think this is. I think I think this. Is I'm just the guessing most what you're gonna say, but I, I have a song on the list, and that is uh, "Fuck the Police" by N.W.A. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there. I mean, that's just obviously it's controversial as shit. Yeah. But again, I mean, they, they got banned from performing at the and concerts, and they did anyways, and they would get arrested for doing it. And they were like, "Exact, good, arrest us. Yeah. It's going to show the point better." Yeah, it just makes us. This makes well, us more strong. Makes you yeah. stronger, Kelly exactly. Clarkson. Oh, shouldn't be attributed to her at all. Although it is a stone. She was talking about a police oppression. She was talking about her boyfriend. That's what fuck the police is about, too. Which is is an internal struggle. It's always good that way, too. But yeah, no, fuck the police. It has to be on the list. I actually thought you were going to talk about another band, but it's around the same exact time, and it's a similar idea. And that is... um, But no, NWA, first of all, their name alone is... It's so, it's so bad. Well, yeah, it's aggressive. Also, there was a controversy in that too, not just in the way you're thinking for the, what the first word actually is, but the fact that when they came out and they're like, we're the NWA, attitude part, and right? people were like, oh, no whites allowed? That's racist. They're like, that's not what it is. It, like, it's that's not, not what it you're, is. You're, it's honestly, it's even more than that. that. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Now you know why we have the A because of shit well, yeah, like everyone, this. No one could have shit like this without their A. exactly but what i thought you were gonna say is um public enemies uh fight the power 1990 fight the power that's after Uh, that's that's after it that is a lot of years on these you're like wow either that's way earlier or way later than you expect it's it's almost yeah it's almost never in my head it's like i have a it's either earlier or after yeah Wow. No, but fine. either we way, I didn't mean to. Scanners. I mean, obviously, I we want to talk about more than NWA. Both of them were on my list. Yeah, but anyway, Chuck yeah, Public Flame Enemy. Flame. We're talking about Chuck D, <laughs> the Flame ultimate Flame and their, their group. Yeah, fight the power, and it's yeah, it's a similar time. It's when um, obviously we we've come from people writing like compositions and soldiers rebelling to folk singers or rock bands that are predominantly white and playing white people music that has been derived from black music of course um but now we're into the era of rebellion which is you know everyone has the seat at the table i mean there is no way a black band in 1960 could have wrote like fuck the white people fuck the american government they oppress us that would have been completely subverted you have to have people like Jimi hendrix being like he's really good at guitar and he's basically white enough for us to play his shit and kind of rebel in that way or bob marley has to be from jamaica being like white folks do you like this music i'll sing it all happy for you when i say yeah. <laughs> you gotta fight for your rights and they're like all right okay, we got it we got it but you go from that was palpable uh, palatable, to people being say to people for, being right in your for face the common man this is it and now, now we literally have fuck the police coming straight from the underground, like literally fuck you, like right in your face. And that's why there's always a pushback. Even a time of Buffalo Springfield is a pushback, and there's always going to be a pushback. And that's how you know you're doing the right fucking thing. Because if you're trying to push back against the powers that exist, and they go, oh, that's great, that means you're not doing it. 
Yep. That means yeah. that you're, the, you're doing the what song, they want you to do. It's not very well known at all. I forget the artist is, but it came out the same year as For What It's Worth, and it's called Nothing's Happening Here. And it just, yeah. for some reason, it did. They're like, this place is great. We really <laughs> like it. There's nothing to complain about. And they were like, fuck that. yeah Yeah. but i mean and the fucked up part is that it's not that the powers are gonna fight you for it people a lot among you are gonna fight you because they're doing what they want to do like when people are singing the vietnam shit there were so many people in america who are like you don't say that about vietnam it's like (laughs) i'm the same as you you're fighting for these rich folks and it's the same thing when, you know, fuck the police comes out or, um, you know, fight the power by public enemy. It's like, oh, these fucking black people are he's getting way too out of hand. Like, you, you need to appreciate it. It's like, literally, he's talking about you, Nancy, who works for Walmart. Like, it's you, too. It's it's not I, – I, lo- I love how – it's not that the powers are looming down on you. It's that the powers have people that are on your level working for them, too, being like, you don't say that. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Not? why? Who cares about you more, me or or the fucking Walmart and Costco? It it always made me sick the idea that people are so bought into shit. I'm not saying you have to be like protesting or violently rioting, but the idea that you you're siding with these billionaires who could give two shits less about you, and if they could get two cents more per year by crushing your skull slowly with a steel oh, boot, yeah. without, they would do it happily. It wouldn't even be like, oh, I don't know, it's kind of main. No, no, they would do it. But then when, when people talk shit about them, you go, oh, no, no, no. That could be me one day. Don't talk shit about billionaires. I could be that one day. That's the real American fucking lie. Like, be like We could all be that. No, you couldn't. If we're all that, then nobody's <laughs> super. They need you to be a dumbass who let, listens to their shit. Uh, all right. I, 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 can't, I, I was not getting on my high horse. We're literally talking about rebellion here. I knew I was going to get wound, wound up. up. I'm wound up. All right. I'm fully well, uh, wound. I was going to say... Clock. I think should we should take, take a break before our, we get our into, last the, break. into the 90s. And yeah. then we'll hit, we'll get into the modern era. To where we're alive and we'll be like, oh, I remember this song. Break. Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to. Welcome back, folks, to America's favorite podcast, Toilet Wine. We've been talking about rebellious music, rebellious songs throughout history, and we've run the gamut for old Flutie war tunes to uh, Doug Flutie's favorite tunes, including um, Holiday in Cambodia, which Doug Flutie said was his favorite song um, in college. So... It's it's weird, it's strange, but we're back, we're talking about it. And now we're finally reached the era of music history where me and Dominic were alive for. And I imagine most of our listeners have finally caught up with us here um, with songs that they remember hearing on the radio or coming out and shit like that. And a, a lot of these, I think at least the next couple, we were alive for it. We weren't old enough to yeah. know it until years later, but it was still popular enough. That yeah, and even if we knew 10, the song, years later. Yeah, we didn't even, even if we had heard the song, we could figure out like the title of it, or whatever. We didn't know what it was really about, you know, until you really get into it. Chooser of the fucking brethren, you motherfucker! So my next song here <laughs> comes from the band that may as well be the kings of this list. 
I mean, not only did they come out with multiple songs that could be um, deemed as rebellious songs, they basically not only made that their entire brand and motif, they named their fucking band this idea. And that's the band called Rage Against the Machine. I mean, their band name is Fuck the Police, the the band. It's not not just like, oh, wow, they had every couple years they had like, like good songs like no they had three albums where every single song was political and every single like four or five hits off each album and they were aggressive aggressively like (laughs) oh yeah yeah. right in front i mean for every ohio that neil young had he had a song called cinnamon girl so let's not act like his (laughs) whole career was that shit but rage against the machine i mean Almost all of their songs are so good. Definitely their whole message was so, fighting the power what, around the same time. This will be good. I, I believe I picked a different Raging the Machine song because I decided to go a little outside of, of what would be. The, so what was uh, what's the first one that you have written down for just to define Raging Against the Machine? Well, uh, Bulls on Parade. That's the one I had also. Yeah, that is the, you know, literally like every lyric is like an anti-establishment rally cry. You know, every, like you can break out the different sections of the song. Obviously it goes hard. It has that punk aggression of like, you're feeling the music. It's not subversive. It's not like subtextual. It is subversive against, you know, society, but it's not like trying to sneak it in. It's like hitting you in the face with the, with the hard rock and the drums and the fucking wailing by Morello, but it's literally like fucking every lyric is like it's full on. It's, oh, what, what don't you like? Um, I don't like people that are using money to avoid problems that the rest of the world has. Yeah, that's the fucking. I mean, and not to mention even even to make the music video, they did an impromptu. Well, they didn't announce it. They just showed up and like said to people like show up here this time did a, uh they played the song in front of the stock market and they all got arrested for doing it and I that's mean, what that, the music that's video is exactly what you want yeah like that's that's what you want out of like a countercultural band like we're, we're mentioning in this whole podcast all this here's one song here's another song here's the idea of it but like you know credence was playing stadiums and <laughs> radius machine was playing those too but they were also playing for the stock market to be like they were not just and I guess are even now not just a band to be a band that has songs about rebellion. They put their money where their mouth is and their guitar picks where their ideas are. And they go in front of the stock market and they fucking make, they just played the writer's strike last week. Like they, they are always about they're that. They're still into it. And that's so why much. they're still into it. And that's why it's so funny that now all these fucking old guys who came up with this music as a kid on the radio, which again, if your music's that popular, it's the music's just popular, and people might not even realize what you're talking about. They just go, "Oh, I'm into it!" Like, "Dan, dan, dan, I'm into the rock and roll," not realizing, like, "Yeah, all the shit that you're sucking dicks about, we're against that shit." And like, all the fucking internet stuff being like, "I can't believe one of my favorite bands just got all woke." It's like, what? <laughs> They've always been against the government. You think it happens the entire now, time? Older, Tom Morello has a fucking bachelor degree in uh, political science from Harvard. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, golly. Weapons, not food. No, Not homes, not shoes, not need. Just feed the war cannibal animal. Like, it's, it's, it's right there. Cannibal, in front of your animal, not being secretive about it. 
They're right there. And not to mention, uh, it, oh, it's Colin. Don't know what I was going to say. It's Colin. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've been arrested multiple times. They're, they're fully invested in like, this yeah, is, this it. is their thing. They're not just like, oh, I wrote a couple of protest songs. Like, no, our whole thing is we're protesting all the time. Um, like, and they're one of their other hits testify off of Battle Los Angeles, 1999. Oh, testify. Another great one. Yeah. That I mean, one, they're all that, basically all this. You yeah, can use it's, any it's song and be like, that's hits. their one. Oops, all like, hits. Oops, that, all rebellion. That whole song testify is about, uh, media news going after the stories that will make them more money more raising something instead of reporting what's actually happening give us the goods yeah absolutely well so my other testify is a great other pick for them we can't just name one of them but the other one i have besides bulls on parade is sleep now in the fire which is another great oh. fucking uh also another thing i'm happy about we spent bulls on parade and sleep now in the fire for the non-protest side of it Two of my favorite bass lines in any of their songs. Like, oh, shit, the, yeah. both of those songs are in the top five because Tim Comifer is one of my favorite bass of all time. Doom, 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 doom. I mean, Bulls on Parade is so aggressive. It's fucking awesome. I completely fucked that up, so, no, way, but it's okay. No, no, I, I gotta read at least one stanza of Fleet on the Fire, which is. Uh, the lie is my expense, the scope of my desire. The party, capital P. Bless me with its future, and I protect it with fire. I am the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, the Noose, and the Rapist, and the Fields Overseer, the Agents of Orange, obviously representing Vietnam War, nah. the Priests of Hiroshima, the Cost of My Desire. Hey, like, I, like, it's a song about being the, the weapon and will of the powers that be. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's fucking great. Uh, this guy, this and, so uh, good. And also, it's, it's it's a great song too. It's not just the lyrics. Like having a slam poetry session at the Harvest Cafe, not the same as also writing a fucking sick rock song and being um, different than any other band. Because plenty of other bands, I'm sure we never heard of, were saying the same things at the time. But it takes not only the wherewithal, the gall to get arrested, and the lyrical talent, but the musical talent. Like Marillo going nuts with the guitar. Or, it's insane. Or I mean, it, and, yeah, and it's, it's not... The almost it's, rap rap style. Like, yeah. this is part of the time they're just doing slam it's, it's poetry. Not, it's not, it's, it's awesome. not just how good they are at singing about rebellious stuff and knowing other facts. They created a genre of music in the process. Yeah, that's a good point. Rap, it's, it's rock, it's rap. Tom Morello's doing stuff people have never even heard of. He's plugging into pedals backwards to get certain sounds yeah. out of it. They got funky bass lines, hard punk-like drum beats. It's such Very a unique thing, thing too, and it's, it's it's one of the reasons why it's still still these songs so popular, are played right? on the radio today. Yeah, and yeah, a lot I mean, of people. It's just a good how reason. many how many people don't even realize it's even political? Yeah, and and it's fucked up enough that as many political songs or rebellious songs are on this list, it's still as relevant today as the day they wrote yeah. it. In fact, it might be more relevant, like, which is sad, but it's... I definitely exciting. think it's more relevant. So I, I got another Raging Machine. I think it was inevitable we were going to do a, a little segment just on them. I mean, they, they're they the fucking George Washington of this list. And this is... Uh, off the, because they have wooden teeth. This is the thir- third album. Thir- uh, this was the first album. The way we're doing it in order, so long we mentioned it was second, third, now first album-wise for all the music nerds out there. This one is uh, off their debut self-titled album, 
which uh, their most popular song, which we haven't mentioned yet, is on there. But I like this one better. And that's Take the Power Back. I don't think I need to Take tell you back. what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's in the title. But uh, a nice set of lines out of this one. In the right light, study becomes insight. But the system that dissed us teaches us to read and write. So-called facts are fraud. They want us to allege and pledge and bow down to their God. I mean, what's more direct yeah, than that? It's like, they're telling us what to do. We shouldn't necessarily do what they're telling us to do. We should be able to do what we want and have our own minds. It's supposed to be a free country. Yeah. It's, like you said already, it's been gone so far away from like the sarcasm or like the slipping it and being like, I ain't no senator's son. It's like, no. Fuck the senators. We shouldn't have to go to war. Like, they're just straight up saying it, but they're saying it in a poetic way, and they're hitting those fucking bass lines in the meantime. Boom, 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 but not boom, the boom, in the meantime. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, I, I think that um, we can keep talking about them. We could do a whole podcast just on Raging at the Machine, but I think that that is a uh, sufficient amount of us talking about the. Uh, you know, the forefront of Rebellious Music. Yep. Literally, they named the band after it, so you can expect that as much. And they're still doing it today, which is also sick. In 2023, they're still out still there. Still out there. You know, protesting, and we out here. So, you got to appreciate when people put their money where their mouth is. Got to appreciate to graduate. Because everyone's a fucking hypocrite, including me. So, it's always nice to see when people aren't hypocritical. It's nice. So you, uh, you want to do the uh, the next one, or uh, I mean, that was, I, think, I did introduce that, but it was both. I, I think you should go because my next, the next one I have written down is it's a big jump. Time, right. uh, t- well, years wise. Well, my next one is another band, and this I I'm sure that because of the the spread of the internet, a lot of um, subversive or anti-authority music is more popular than ever now and i'm sure there's literally millions of artists that i had never heard of that probably have great music like this oh, yeah. and if you do know it please comment on it or send an email to uh dj basement podcast gmail.com i'd love to hear all about it um but uh, my next one is my favorite band of all time which was not an american band we're an um, american band their- we're the coming heritage, to your town. But, we're gonna ride it. Ride. Sorry. I love Grand Funk. Because Funko, they were <laughs> formed in America. Honestly, and they are I American can't in that way. I didn't even think of putting any of their music on the list. I'm ashamed. Yeah, well, I, I figured you would, but you know what I'm talking about. This band, because they were in America, they had the ability and the freedom to do this without, not without scrutiny. A lot of fucking oh, scrutiny. Yeah. Especially. When, when the list gets later on, because I'm going to bring up their later songs, because even their earlier songs were about, you know, songs like the prison system in America, the Armenian genocide, things like that. That's all the earlier shit. What I'm going to bring up is their song that they came out with circa 2003 when America entered the war in Iraq for no fucking reason besides corporate sponsorships. Um, Middle Eastern people hit the towers. Let's invade Iraq. Okay, well, good thing everyone's stupid in America. We're going to agree with this shit. I'm talking about the song Dreaming by the band System of a Down. And the song Dreaming isn't about, you know, this is more of a subversive, or uh, I keep saying subversive, it's all subversive. 
more of a subtextual lyrics. It's not about fuck you know fuck the system. They literally have a song called "Fuck the System." I mean, what more do you yeah, want? On, on the, like, al- on the album called "Steal This Album." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is based on the Abby Hoffman book "Steal This Book," which is one of the countercultural guys from the '60s, which you talked about earlier. Also, we should have mentioned earlier that Woody Guthrie, who wrote. Uh, uh, this land is your land. He wrote on his guitar, famously, "This machine kills fascists." Yeah. <laughs> that was his guitar. What it said. And uh, Tom Morello so, also carrying on the tradition. He does, he, what he does because he doesn't have an acoustic guitar, so on the back he has yeah. a like a regular piece of paper that he that a he placard. takes. No, it's regular eight and a half by twelve, whatever the measurement is, piece of paper that he yeah. writes on with sharpie and tape, duct tapes it to the back of his guitar, and he changes the messages between different shows. But he takes his car yeah. and he flips it up. So he has to have it so it's upside down if he's looking at it. So he can flip it up. Yeah, and it, right. It like, when I saw uh, The Prophets of Rage, which was Rage is the Machine, but instead of Zach De La Roca doing lyrics, it was Chuck D and Be yeah. Real. Uh, it was awesome. Chuck D, we already mentioned, is from Public Enemy. Public yes. Enemy just um, also, DJ year. Lord was the DJ for Public Enemy. He also worked with Prophets of Rage. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling good on the Wednesday, uh, but when I saw them specifically, he lifted it up, and it was just a piece of paper with red letters that just said "fuck Donald Trump." And That's he flipped clear. it up, and people were like, "Oh, I wonder who he doesn't like." It's like, yeah, it's like we've been saying; <laughs> they're just shoving it in your face now. It's because people are so desensitized to that. If you do it subtle, they're not even going to know. They don't even notice it. When it's out in the open. Yeah. Subtlety is gone. You just have to yell at people now. And also you're allowed to yell so people are okay with it. But So I want to dive down on this uh, this awesome song called Dreaming by System of Down. So this is, even at the time, uh, they were they had a lot of pushback against them. They were one of the bands, much like the Chicks, the Chicksy Dicks, you know, Zach Galifianakis' band, or the Dixie Chicks, the band that um, was a country music you know, star. Yep. They, were, they were top of the Billboard charts. And they were against the Iraq War, and they had a lot of fucking pushback. Because even though it was two years after 9-11, people were still fresh. They still didn't like Arabic people or people in the Middle East. And the idea that you would be against a senseless war uh, was un-American. And it was, it was, you couldn't stand for it. So they took down the Dixie Chicks with this, and the similar thing happened with System of a Down, which is always funny because the Dixie Chicks, you can say, okay, they're country music stars, and they decide to be political. System of a Down's name is System of a Down. It's in the name. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not quite name. as obvious as Raging the Machine, it, but it's, it's there. No, but it's it's close. It's it, we're not going to be like you know you know the Pet Shop Boys. It's it, it is what it is. And uh, this song is about basically a soldier going to Iraq and what happens when you know when you go there. It's like mm-hmm. d- dreaming of screaming, someone kicking me out of my mind. I hate these thoughts. I can't deny. She lost her mind. Someone kicked her into the back of the line. She lost her head. When they called and they said that they thought he was dead. Dreaming of screaming. Someone kicked me out of my mind. I hate these thoughts I can't deny. Basically, being put in this position for no fucking reason and being tortured beyond belief to, to, to deal with these moments. And the family members who are back home having to deal with it. And this was a fucking banger, by the way, if you haven't oh, heard it. Oh, it's fucking awesome. vocals on the right. So yeah, this is uh, out of the the album "Hypnotized," which came out mid Iraq War. Yeah, so 
And obviously their their album before that came out. <laughs> Byob is about going in the yeah. desert. And fucking get bring your, it's not. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's right way, there, folks. That's not bring your own beer. Byob. <laughs> no. <laughs> bring your own bosoms. So yeah. So System of a Down definitely deserves to be on the list of rebellious Absolutely. music. Um. So while we're talking about System of a Down, this is uh, an album, uh, two albums before. Uh, hypnotize uh, with uh, toxicity and the song Deer Dance, mm-hmm. which is, I oh, mean, yeah. a absolute fan. I suppose you can play this all through the podcast of YouTube and such fucking bitches about it'll be, it. Yeah, it's, uh, again, people watching, if you don't know these songs, just look, look it, up. it up. And if you haven't heard it in a while, but you know, listen and to it. And they're not, don't forget, it's not just the lyrics. You're not just listening to like a poetry session. If the songs weren't good, we wouldn't even care about them. It just happens to be they also have great messages, but they're, ba- I mean, you know, you know, Fortunate Son. That song's a banger regardless of the lyrics. It could be like, you know me, macaroni and cheese. It would still be a great song, but it's not that. It actually has a message to it. And that's what cuts through the bullshit because anyone can just bitch about stuff, but if you can have no. a nice so artistic it's, message it's and not, make it's it It's not just the fact he's a macaroni and cheese. Cover. It's also the, the voice you used. That would be like if Duncan Trussell redid Fortunate Son. <laughs> the way you said it that. Ain't me, man. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese, man, right? That's um, crazy, man. But back to System of a Down. And uh, shameless shout out. If you do not who, who know who Dunkle Trussell is, look him up. You're going to love it. Especially if you think this podcast okay. is good, you're going to think his podcast is the best thing you've ever heard. Because, you know, he's actually Great good Canadian. at stuff. Um, but Deer Dance by System of a Down, Off Toxicity, 2001. That it's a song, a Grammy winning album, which never, will never happen never. again. If that's if that if if like metal, you know, countercultural metal comes out anymore, no one even fucking knows what it is. But the at the time, thing. most like in the '60s, that type of music wasn't just important; it was popular. It was yeah. popular, which means a uh, lot. I mean, this System of a Down was one of the biggest bands in the world when yeah, it came out. Huge, and again, it's it'll never it'll never happen again, and it would only ever. That's why you win Grammy. You don't have to be good. You have to be popular and good. Yeah, uh, but so Deer Dance, it's it's about police brutality. It's the entire song, basically, what it's about. You know, the police are there are two. When we have protests and they turn them into riots, or someone's not doing anything really that bad, and you take it deadly force into it. I mean, even just the beginning of the song, how it starts, circumventing circumstances. Ugh, sorry. Circumventing circuses, lamenting and protests to visible police, present sponsored fear, battalions of riot police with rubber bullet kisses, baton courtesy, serve with a smile. Beyond the state center, you can see America (laughs) with this tired, poor, avenging disgrace, peaceful, loving youth against the brutality of plastic existence. Of plastic existence. It's all, it's just. I mean, that's the first part of the song. They're saying, hey, you're hurting us. You don't need to do this. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And if you're not realizing it, it's because they've got you lulled into a sense of I mean, like, hypnotism. Like you need Even to if breaking down baton courtesy. They're like, oh yeah, no, this is good. You're he- this is helping the country. Yeah. Service with a smile. Service with a They're smile. They're enjoying being, the, being paid to beat the fuck out of people. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the Staples Center, you know, just beyond the bread and circuses. You can see America. Like, it's beyond that fucking shiny Hollywood shit. Like, it's, it's there. 
Yeah, no, it, it's it's uh, it's awesome. I mean, I can see a lot of people being like, "All right, all right, enough of that." But like, it, not only is it great lyrics, this is what rebellious music is about. It, it it it's you have to be talented, you have to be artistically inclined because that kind of shit doesn't make it to the spotlight. No. You have to be that good at it to make it popular. Anyone can whine about stuff, but you have to deliver it much in the way you have to fight hard to rebel against whatever you're rebelling against yet you can't just fight half-ass to fight hard in music you have to create beautiful compositions and in banger songs to really get through people you can't just say here's a song it's, it's twinkle twinkle little star but the lyrics are fuck the government eat the rich yeah. like that, that, that's not worth anything you, you have to really nail it and uh it can really strike people Deep, deep within their uh, their loins, as it were. Um, are, are you are you done with that one? Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, that's that that's that for me. I don't know if you want to so, do uh... my next one. I think that Dom should say it because my next one would be one of his favorite bands of all time, which happened, I think, a year after this, but it's around the same time. Uh, George Bush was president at the time. Um. Well. Out of San Francisco. Oh, okay. So uh, you're talking about this album that came out in 2004. Verde Diaz. This uh, this band is another band that I think people don't realize how long they've actually been around. They started out as Sweet Children in 1986. Right. Uh, Can you believe that shit? They look so pretty. Yeah. They're well, pretty that, young they, boys, they, even they, in, in their forties. And they had the two guys, singer, guitarist, and the bassist. One cop. And they didn't actually have a drummer, and it was actually the drummer of another band, um, uh, early record label producer from that area. Like, hey, you should have this guy drum for you. And they're like, oh, okay. And they've had the same lineup of them three. They've added more people since then. Uh, since. The since the Uno, late eighties, cinco, uh, cinco, that's right. We're talking about the album, <laughs> <laughs> which also started around the same time. Also, Metallica is only like two years older than Green Day. Uh, and you're ta- I'm assuming you're talking wow. about Metallica was like mid eighties. You're talking about. I'm talking about yeah, Green no, Day, I, of I, course. I'm yeah, no, we, we're we got, about we got their it. song. Oh, no, you got to do American Idiot. You're talking about American Idiot. Original, I'm talking about American Idiot. I say Holiday, because that is also a sneakily political song. But it's all yeah. the same album, right? Yeah, I'm talking about that album. Yes, yes. American Idiot is the song I was thinking of. But that whole album is all... It's a, you know, It's also... It, and it's a, it's, a, it's a rock fucking, opera version of... It is. Uh, and they made a, they made a, they literally made an off Broadway play about it and an odd Broadway play about it yes. called American Idiot. So it is a, uh, it is that. So I, I obviously, I don't want to talk about it because you are more of the, uh, authority on Green Day. So I'm going to cede it to you, but that n- needs to be talked about. It's, uh, it's that time in America, the time we pine for when we were still mad at people who weren't from our country instead of ourselves. Yes. And the song, the, out- and people pushed back. The album starts off with American Idiot. I actually remember personally being at um, Roller Kingdom in Hudson and asking the DJ to play American Idiot. And he said, he, we were 10 years old probably. Like, can you play American Idiot? Like, you know, we, we had to build up our courage to go talk to this adult stranger who's probably like 17. 
it's be like, <laughs> we want to hear this song. He goes, no, they hate America. I won't play anything by them. It's like, what? Ah, he's a fucking, he's a patriot roller kingdom DJ. Not in my roller kingdom. This is the roller kingdom of America. Which is funny because it's not roll on America, which you think that would be, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, no, so the, the first song of America. Wow, a bunch of kids walked up and he goes, I won't play your anti-government bullshit. <laughs> and that was, I mean, I'm not, it's easy now to look back and be like, I, if I was that age at the time, I would have gone against it. Um, but it's hard to say that because at the time, many adults in America were on board that shit and they didn't want to hear shit like that. But at the same time, American Idiot was one of the top albums of the year and, and they won Artist of the Year uh, many times that year between MTV Movie Awards and the Grammys and the fucking VMAs and all. all and not, I mean, not the MTV Movie Awards, but, you know, they won a bunch of shit. Yeah. It, they were it, great. it was the same year that Fall Out Boy came out and, and Green Day won. Like you said, twenty years after them coming out, they still won album of the year over yeah, all the and new they've artists. Actually, they, that were they've the hot never young kids because they were the hot young they've, they've old men. They were killing. Capture them. what they got out of that album. Um, well, yeah, because they, they they that was their last punk move. They they've never been punk since then. They've always been chasing that shit ever since, and they actually recaptured their punkness way later than any punk band. I don't think any punk band has been able to be punk as late as green no the the, the closest I mean, the sex pistols didn't come out with an album in 1990 called the queen still no, alive because they, they did one album like you, you have like it. a five-year window and then you're it i mean that that's your that's your thing in, but but green day was, was the exception to that they they way later they're like all right let's make yeah. a magnum opus we're doing a, it again a punk band lasting more than sorry, like 10 15 years is rare absurd i say the closest absurd, yeah. Because how can you keep that that fervor? Yeah, up? you can't be you can't be pissed like off forever. Early. You get older, you go. Eventually, ah, you're like, I, all right, well, I've, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I've been trying for 15 years. No one listens. Whatever. The closest oh, to yeah. this would be Rancid, who did really good in the early 2000s. But even Green Day is still extremely relevant. Three, three, way uh, bigger than. I mean, I love Rancid because you showed me them. But like Green Day is ago, Green way Day played than before that. the uh, NHL All Star Game. Like they're still relevant. Awesome. Um, and America loves them, even though they're against, against you know George Bush, which now is now is sexy to be against George Bush. But at the was time, rare. it was very fucked up. I mean, so because if you were against George Bush, it means that you love Osama bin Laden, which is un-American. And starting starting off no room with for the first nuance song on the album, political which discourse, is the same name as the album, American Idiot. They were really you know again, right in your face. Not only is it saying, well, a lot of Americans are dumb. They're saying. The president's fucking, he's an idiot. He's dumb. Because George Bush kind of, yeah. you, you can't fool me twice. You know, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, you can't fool, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice. Yeah, no, I mean, it is insane that now, at the time, it was so fucked up to go against him. But now, like, even people who vote for him are like, yeah, it's, you know. It's like, what? You were crucifying people over that shit, but now you're all good with it, huh? Okay. And even, let me. Looking at some of these words, it's don't want to be an American idiot. Don't want a nation under the new mania. You know, that's them like hyping everyone up. We need to go to Iraq. We need to go fight this war. That there was no reason for it anyways. Yeah, it's a mania. It's, it's, a, it's a high energy, yeah. bad decision. Hey, can you hear the, hey, can you hear the sound mania. of hysteria? The subliminal mind fuck America. Which I always thought it was my fuck. It's not mind fuck. Like, yeah, they're, they're fucking with you. Welcome to yeah. a new kind of tension all across the alien nation. 
where everything isn't meant to be okay. Television and dreams of tomorrow were not the ones who are meant to follow for that's enough to argue. I mean, how can you be? They're like, yeah. America's this, this, this. It's all against. Top album of the it's year. insane. And, and that's just, that's the first song out of a 14 song album. Yeah. And it wasn't just because it was a bop. It was that the, these lyrics in this album is speaking to people who listen to music. If you go home and you're watching Walter Cronkite that doesn't exist anymore, you're not listening to Green Day, so you might be mad about it. But the people in America who give a fuck are not only into the tunes of it, they like the message. And another, this is the second song on the album, uh, Jesus of Suburbia. This is more just diving into just... It's more uh, another burbia. Burbia, you know, it's, it's you know, one person kind of being like, "Well, I don't want to be like everyone else. I have all these other things going on. It's fucking me up. I don't care." And it's, I'm the son of rage and love, the Jesus of suburbia, the Bible of none of the above, on a steady diet of soda pop and Ritalin. No one ever died for my sins. Yeah, I mean, there. Soda Pop and Ritalin is America's diet. That Absolutely, especially early 2000s. Ritalin. I know we do Adderall and LaCroix now, but <laughs> it's mean, the same thing. It's all right there. Um, but yeah, especially that whole album, I'm not going to do any more songs than that because it'll take way too long because every single one is worth diving into. We could, we could do a whole podcast on that, but just for the sake of brevity, we need to move on. But heard that. It, it heard is that great. Sure, Dom. And uh, definitely worth it. Um, definitely worth so it. So I'm going to do... Uh, a, a big jump forward here, and this is the last song I have. And uh, I know we. Okay, well, I have I have two more. All right, but I, I must. Yeah, say do them. yours then. Uh, my next one is Warbringer. Mm. This is a thrash metal. This is not big enough to be popular. It is great. Though. All the songs up at the whole time are popular enough, but. But I feel like this is a little bit because because rock has basically given up his shackles on this, and I feel like rap has totally taken over this countercultural shit. Which fuck yeah, carry on the torch. Music needs to it do changes this. constantly. I'm all not the saying time. all music needs to do this. Of course, yeah, it's not folk anymore. It's not flute music anymore. It's now rap. Rap is the counterculture music, which that's why you know it's that's why. You know, most people are like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, of course you don't want to. <laughs> They're telling you to change your shit. Of course. But I'm not as into rap as I am into metal. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Warbringer, I thought I'd bring it. They had a lot of good, good songs like this. But my favorite one for that is uh, Forgotten Dead, which is about the entire concept of war. But it's not a new thing. This this song came out in 2010, 20, 2009, something like that. A little bit after Green Day came out. Um, and now we're, you know, years into the Iraq war, still going after the Afghanistan war. But it's about the entire concept of it. And, um, you know, they have all kinds of great lyrics. That they're thrashing it up. Uh, but they're bringing that old thrash idea of, like, you know, old Metallica and, you know, Slayer. And they're bringing it into the modern culture and still doing it. And just telling you, the song is basically about the, the finality and the, like, in unimportance of it is when you're you're part of this kind of struggle that you're sent into by these people. You just get in there and you're just another cog in the fucking machine. You get just slaughtered down. And uh, you know, I I gotta read at least a lyric from it 
to 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 bring it up. The whistle blows. You are forced to advance into oncoming machine gun fire. Caught in the blast when the mines detonate, lifeless bodies hang from barbed wire. Stabbed in the guts by a bayonet, blood chokes your scream. Another dying soul is laid upon the altar of mankind's greed. And that is basically the note going from Yankee Doodle Dandy all the way until now. It's like, just sign up, just get in there, and just fucking die for what they want you to do. And don't talk shit unless you're against us. And if you're not with us, you're against us. And as Anakin Skywalker taught us with Obi-Wan Kenobi as his teacher, only Sith Which in itself is an absolute. And George Bush is... (laughs) <laughs> and George Bush said the same thing. If you're not with us, then you were the terrorists. All right. Well, actually, I'm glad. I'm- so uh, shout out to Warbringer for many of the other songs, like Living Weapon, System Shattered, Genocide, but, but, yeah, Forgotten Total Dead. War, they're all they're great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all they're all about celebrating war. People are like, how dare you? It's like, no, it's all getting the visceral reaction of it to be like, how fucked up is this? Really? Actually, so to, to, to I'm very happy you brought up Warbringer because that reminded me. And as I, you know, I said off dur- uh, during one of the breaks, I was ready to not even need a list for this time period. And I'd think of stuff as we go. Uh, as you mentioned, Warbringer. And I'm surprised. I actually, I did find this full lyric, the whole lyrics right up here on, on the, on the interwebs, which I'm happy about because I never knew all of them. Ooh, uh, we. we have to give a shout out to uh, I'm going to say about 2010, 2011, uh, brainchild of Jeff Ramos, Crypter. Oh fuck yeah! We, we, of course, and thank you so much. I wouldn't even thought of they it. Had, they deserve a shout they out because they, they, they deserve to be on this list. Fucking great political song called Class War. And it's class war. I mean, and they are mostly in the idea of being in your face about fuck it. They're the just rich, you what they want feed do. the poor. The class system is no more. We're fed up. The time is right. The twisted society ends tonight. It's all about. I mean, society, that's right in your face. Getting up, fighting. And that's also a great the, tune. It sounds good to hear it. Yeah, this is in 2009. Yeah, I mean, that is. It's, to, it's to, quote, ever, to quote one Russell Weed. People are talking about class war now today more than they were in 2009. Yeah. And it's to just quote one Rus- Russell Weed. Because the oh, classes are spreading apart, yeah. further and further apart. To quote one Russell Weed, who uh, he helped Jeff a lot with this band and eventually was in the band on three different instruments. Uh, Shout out Russell. One time we were listening to it and he was like, I, I still can't believe we didn't get even just an offer, a record deal, just off of that song. How punchy it was. Just so how song meaningful alone. it was people love it too I mean, people for the crowd that was their favorite song even though it wasn't their best song like melodically or even lyrics yeah, it, wise but it, it, but it was the, the most crowd pleasing like it. people would throw their fists in the air and be like fuck the rich yeah feed it, the it, poor it, like it was it, great but also i love the the the, the uh the correspondence between fuck the rich feed the poor and then it was we're fed up even be like you're being fed up is a double meaning between being like done with it and also being like we are have been yeah. fed, like we we we're fed up and we've been fed Good up. Shit. I fucking love that shit. Crypter, thank you so much. I wouldn't thought of that. Crypter for the for the class war and uh, luckily now as, as I say sarcastically as ever, uh, class warfare not a problem. 
We're all on the same page here. Let's keep pulling together. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's equal. You know that. <laughs> all right. What do you got next for your song? Uh, I only have mm-hmm. one more. Do you have one more? Mine is so recent. I, I, I Mine is from... Uh, I don't know. It, my mine's so recent. You, I, you can't beat me. It's from two thousand. Oh no, two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, one earlier. All right, okay, sick. So, I bring bring it back to you, which is the modern example of uh, rebellious music. There's always going to be more of this shit, and luckily we have more access to it than ever, and people have more ability to record it than ever, which is awesome. Uh, but the most popular brand of music that's going to be pushing it back against the authorities is going yes. to be rap music now because no one really cares about metal anymore. And there's always going to be songs about that. And even Warbringer sells one tenth of the records as your friend who has a SoundCloud album uh, from Marlboro. But uh, Kendrick Lamar, it deserves to be mentioned here for the, you know, countercultural example. He's winning Grammys. He's one of the most top selling artists. And a lot of his songs are not only lyrically beautiful, but they have the message in there and that's a song we're going to be all right and it's all about uh the you know the struggle of that that it remains all that we're coming from you know phil oaks talking about love me i'm a liberal and malcolm x got what was coming sarcastically and now we still have uh one of the best rappers in the world today talking about things you know as it were you know uh when i wake up i realize you're looking at me for the payout but the homicide be looking at you from the face down what Mac 10 even boom with the bass down? Scheming and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in the twilight. I mean, it's basically talking about like, even nowadays, as rich as he is, he's still fucking a, a rich black dude who grew up in America. Like, it's it ain't fucking over. And people are like, all right, shut up. You're so rich. You don't deserve it if you keep talking about it. Hey, man. He came from it. And if no one talks about it loud enough, no one will listen. So even people who get famous off talking about this shit, they go, okay, now you're famous. Now stop talking about it. No, you can't. Tom Arillo doesn't need to have a unionization to make money. He's got a healthcare plan, but he's still out there at the picket line rocking it out. And I think Kendrick Lamar is one of the newer versions of that. He was one of the most top-selling artists in the world that wins Grammys, but he's still out there. Pushing back, man. Yeah, Push it's back. still going on. That's all um, I got. I don't have much to say on that, honestly, because I don't know the song. But I do know. I do. do, 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 do. I do know Kendrick Lamar is good. Um, so my last one is also from the Rap Friday. It's only three years newer than that one, 2018. Uh, Childish Gambino or Don Glover's "This Is America." Oh, Which, great, uh, great, honestly, great, great pick. Um, Love Charlotte Gambino. Itself, you just listen to it. It's not that great. But when you watch the the video that goes along with it, it adds. So, it might be it the worst so song, like musically. It's more, yeah. It, it's a it's a visual. But, but it, like, it's the, a visual. The, the lyrics are so hard. Enough words that you're not yeah. just watching silence. You're not watching scripted conversations. It basically it begs to be seen as a music video. Like you, yeah. you gotta almost watch a music video or else. What it is, it's, it's, it's almost like a it's short mostly, film. Um, to recognize how uh, often African Americans are, or Black people, I don't know which one they prefer nowadays, uh, 
how gun violence is I think it's black. pushed more towards them than anyone else. It's you know, they're like, oh well, if a white guy did yeah. this, it won't be a problem. And for the most part, and it's kind of true. Um, it's he wears everything he does. He, the the pants he's wearing are replicas of Confederate soldier pants. He does a pose with a gun that's direct yeah. reference. They thought to out every single frame of about that slavery. Out, yeah. it, it's it's yeah, it's probably the most like history. And accurate. The kids dancing the get thing. gunned down by an AK. It's so it's, abrupt. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's. I'm gonna just put this whole video in there right it, now. Yeah. I just feel like it. And of course, you're gonna be like, "Oh, it's all preachy." Yeah, it is preachy. It's fucking art, dude. It's gonna be a little bit preachy, but it's. And again, it's not my favorite song by him. It's not but even the music top is ten. Great. I mean, but they got the message is they got perfect for the school list. School shootings, police brutality, car bombs, everything's in it. People that aren't involved in the music are. are it's, it's on the news every so many day. People with it's uh, bags over their heads that are just going about their life. It's it is a bonkers, yep. super meaningful music video. If you have never seen it, stop the podcast right now and watch it. It's, it's, it's so worth, good. It's worth watching. I mean, a lot of people. It was very controversial. Like many of the songs we had on this list when it came out, it's controversial, which mean, which means you're doing something. If people don't get pissed off at your message, then it means you're not doing. A, anything important like the, the reason people push back on you is because you're affecting them and they're, they're pissed off which is a good it's a good thing if you're going to push your message forward and i think that he definitely deserves to be on the list of all these other people with pushing back and of course people are going to say oh well, you have it so good you're rich now i mean what do you have to worry about just shut the fuck up and do your thing it's like well yeah well because he is rich and powerful now he has the platform i hate yeah, to say but it is true feel like a fucking Twitter person, but but it is true. Like now, you have the platform to be able to spread the message. So if anything, you should say it now more than ever because people can hear you now. And you can't just complain about the struggle until you get out and then forget about it. Let's not be like OJ Simpson and act like you're black until you get paid, and then be like, oh fuck it, now I'm white. I mean, come on, guys. you got to keep talking, you got to keep preaching it. You don't have to act like you're struggling, but the idea that people can't talk about struggle just because they're not going through it anymore is part of the power system shutting people down because they want you to once you're at our level then you shut the fuck up about it and you, you you're on, now you're on the easy street if you stop talking about people struggling just because they can hear you that's what they want you have to keep talking about it talk because about, now they can fucking hear you it, talk about it, it yeah is. that's what fucking um, about. so i i did just remember i have actually i just thought of one one more very last song to do before we uh before we do our traditional Don't toilet wine toast to end the episode. Um, I do have to do a final thought, even though I know it's not... It's not yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'll let you do it. But I have a overarching I'll, statement. I'll allow it. It'll only be like two Don't minutes forget, long, but I have to say something. I'm running the show I'm on this, which Thank I'm still not used to, but it's okay. Um, this is a that great is musician. Not super well-known. He does a lot of festivals. Doesn't do a lot of regular touring. One of those deals where it's it's him. Mm-hmm. The band behind him isn't always the same, but they're all songs he wrote. You're going to say John Mayer. Yeah, and he's really good in Dead and Company. He replaced Jerry <laughs> Garcia better than anyone else. Um, I no, it's, knew. Uh, if, I'm if joking. I'm is, joking. Does, I've shown him plenty of videos from this guy. And it's Gary Clark Jr. And he has the song, he went 2019, yeah, yeah. called This Land. And it's all about 
being a successful black man, having all this money, but people still treating you like, oh, you're nothing. It, it's about him having this plot of land in Texas, and it's paranoid and pissed off. Now that I got the money, 50 acres in a Model A, right in the middle of Trump country, I told you, there goes the neighborhood. Now Mr. Williams ain't so funny. I see you looking out your window. Can't wait to call the police on me. And a little down the line, he goes, uh, yeah. fuck you, our America son. This is where I come from. He was born in this country. He's just as American as you are. There's no reason why you should be acting differently just because he's in your neighborhood now. Of course. And his ancestors have been here long. Yeah, you're absolutely. Everyone else forgets that shit. It's like, I was like, oh, you're black. It's like, ago. my great, great, great grandfather was <laughs> here. You just got here, motherfucker. It's because your skin's white. You also, one of the best guitar yeah, solos no, you have ever heard from this insane. song. Again, the message is great, but right the music yeah. carries it. It carries it up, you know? It's like a rocket ship. All right. I just had to Good add point. that in real Good quick. Point. But, uh, yeah, let, let's have the uh, – let's have your – I think it's the first you did. Toilet Wine official final thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry that I, I, I thought about this episode as I do it for DJBP where I had an overarching idea beyond it. And I wanted to at least mention it now. Let's not call it final thoughts. Just call it um, Joe. We'll call say it something uh, ending remarks. Um, oh, well, <laughs> even that seems like a Pepsi <laughs> to the Coke. <laughs> final thoughts. I just need to say this for this statement because I recently watched a video of people in Iran who are in an upheaval right now. There's People aren't wearing hijabs. They're getting arrested for being part of political movements. And I only recently watching that video found out that it is an illegal act to sing songs in public, which is like, what the fuck? You can't even sing songs in public. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. You just can't be singing in public. Singing is meant for your home, like fucking your boyfriend in the ass. It's for home or meeting your wife. No singing. But if you want to peg your boyfriend on the street corner, go right ahead. That would be quite a upside down world, but I would like to hear that what that goes like. But that's the whole idea, and it got me thinking about it, which obviously spurred me on to this idea of the podcast, which is that singing is like speech, and in many ways, it's more powerful than that because it can be uh, collated and picked up faster. Like singing, John Brown's body's lying dead in the grave. Like you already have the idea, you have the song, and it brings you together. And the hearing the music can bring you to be one. It's it's an ancient human idea. Song and rhythm is as old as human culture. You can find different tribes in Africa who have been singing songs much, much longer than they do today. I wish I had the exact thousand years yesterday about of a family in West Virginia, slave family that uh, passed yeah. a song down only verbally for like five or six generations. And they actually, they actually had like a, wow. some professor. Five or six generations is like 200 years. Yeah, Let's not long skate time. over that too fast. Like that's that's a lot like, of years. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I've never heard anything like that. No one's ever used that. And they're like, yeah, we've been singing that for 200, over 200 years. And it's never left their family until they were like, someone was like, there's no way you have a song that no one's ever done before. They're like, we have a song no one's ever done before. Yeah. And we've been doing it 
for before there's radio. Forever. It has never. It's yeah, never no, it's been wild. written. It's always been through word of yeah, mouth. Yeah, that's which which is the original way that humans passed on yeah, not only everything. knowledge but music. I mean, written music yeah. is so new. On the in the course of human history, music has been around as far as we understand and as far as we can intuitively well, understand. Th- think about forever. how advanced society so has to be. Like G to clef, be like, all right, we, fifth we have enough notes. instruments. I mean, that's we have enough that we can be like, hear this. Well, let's make that an A. What was this one? Well, let's make that a B. But there's only so many. It's well, yeah, we're already we're, we're actually ascribing yeah, what we it's, already it's, know. It's we're like it's like how humans made up numbers. Know. Humans already made been up there. notes. It's all just it all it all just exists. Yeah, so like numbers have been there. We, we added. Like, this. this is how we can track it, and we found a way to do it that is accurate and it works on multiple levels. Right. It's dead on bulls. It's a technical term. Uh, but yeah, so to finish my little uh, my little speech here is just that I think that um, yeah, obviously this has been a huge part of modern culture, but it's been a huge part of human culture forever. Music is important to us. It's not only important way to bring us together, it makes you feel things. I've had music make me laugh, make me cry, make me feel pumped up and angry. It's made me feel all those things, and it's an integral part of what it is to be human. As much as talking is, as much as laughing, as much as hugging each other, as much as going on a hike with each other, music is a huge part of humanity. And to shut it down, no matter what it says, is akin to murder. Do not shut down people's voices. Don't shut down the fucking music. People should be allowed to sing out and sing proud. And that's part of being alive as a person. It's like letting a dog not chew a bone or letting a fish not uh, go boop, boop, boop. It's part of us. It's who we are. And I think that music doesn't have to be rebellious inherently, but rebellious music is part of what it means to be a person. And, And music isn't the same as yelling at your friends about what we should do. It brings people together in a way that talking doesn't. There's some kind of universal feeling you get. If you're singing a song together, it's a communal experience. That's why religion uses it so much, because it, it brings it beyond a level of talking. It brings it's a level of community, and those notes hit you. hit you, and the rhythm hits you. And I think that not only is rebellious music so important uh, for changing the world as it is today i mean all you fucking flag waving motherfuckers you're yankee doodle dandies yourself and you had to fight against the british and they if they outlawed the singing of yankee doodle dandy or if they outlawed the flute playing against the king george you wouldn't be such a fucking bootlicker would yeah. you? you'd be like oh no that's the king fuck him uh, so just i hope everyone out there realizes the power of music and even if it's giving a message that you don't necessarily agree with you have to let people sing. And that's Absolutely. why Wet Ass Pussy should be sang. I don't like the song that much. I'm not a big fan all of it. But I'm all lot. for people singing a song called Wet Ass Pussy. Because it's just, that's music. It's part of being a person. People have to be allowed to talk. And if you don't want them to talk or you don't want them to sing, it's because you don't want them to be who they are. And, and you're you afraid that they're right and you're wrong. So, all right, well, uh, you do you want to... Take one last quick break as we usually do to get prepared for our uh, ending toast. Yes. Yeah, I'm so sorry it went on so long. We'll see you for the last toast, folks. Pour your shots at home. Fuck the rich. Feed the poor. The class is the 
I think you all know how it ends. If you don't, go back and watch the other toilet wines. This is one of the fifth ones. Or it's just keep watching new. from here if this really sparked your joy. This is true. If, you, if this sparked your ode to joy, then join us <laughs> in how we end every toilet wine episode, and that is with a toast. Usually we toast to a person, but this time I think we should just toast to rebellion in general. It's not always rebellion for the good. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, but it's an important part of humanity and you should always be allowed to do it on certain levels. <laughs> but it makes some... Yeah, as long as you're not hurting people and killing innocent people, go for it. And all the artists out there that are watching this, keep making great rebellious music. It makes for great music. And here's the toast Viva la to rebellion. And with that, thank you for joining us for another episode of Toilet Wine. Love you. I tried to play you, motherfucker, but it wouldn't play. Keep that. I love One of the first ones is. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's just him singing. Um, it's, oh, it's okay. you've got a month. <laughs> Come on. Would you rather smoke weed for three months and die or do chemotherapy for two years and die? I don't know. It's a hard, it's hard. It's a hard choice. I'm not saying it's an easy choice. Say, well, we that's because the like animal is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Rob Spider is a spirit animal. Ready, PG-13. But he's gonna I find so out. much ayahuasca, buddy. <laughs> the vaccine is is poison. <laughs> and the Beastie Boys, yeah, they that. <laughs> I know your rights to vote or to have a, own a home, but also to also, party. We should stand um, up for our rights. There's an even bigger band than the Beastie Boys that took uh, some lyrics from this song. I don't believe you. I already don't believe you because there's no bigger band than the Beastie Boys. But I'll go on your false premise um, on this journey. Well, in All Star by Smash Mouth. Really he does the whole intro, and he goes, that's not why I'm here to talk to you, though. I'm here to talk about the draft. <laughs> <laughs> he says it like that. The, since the Uno, late dos, 80s. Tres, cuatro, and, cinco, uh, cinco, seis. That's right, we're talking about the Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real American fucking lie. Like, be like, we could all be that. No, you couldn't. If we're all that, then nobody's super. <laughs> they need you to be a dumbass who li- listens to their shit. Uh, 
right. I, I, I can't. I, I was not getting on my high horse. We're literally talking about rebellion here. I knew I was going to get wound, wound up. up. I'm wound up. Run the risk. Be the 